Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's get started. So we're going to get to the intro, and then I'm going to have to run away for a few minutes. For sure, yeah. yeah. Whenever you need us to pause, then we can call some bullshit for a bit. More bloopers. All right, let's get started then. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And Fred. Hey, guys. Hey, Fred. Hey, guys. (laughs) Hey, Fred. (laughs) You you know, let's not be busting Kevin's chops. No, no, no. I wouldn't hear of it. Don't poke the bear. (laughs) Don't poke the bear. That story actually came up this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It did. Oh, boy. So, yeah, this is episode number 121. Flying season wishless. Nice. Cool. Well, first thing I want to wish for is I want to wish to be a better helicopter pilot. I wish I could fly like the rest of you guys. So we're going right into the topic. (laughs) I just want to throw it out there. Uh, (laughs) All right, let's uh, let's catch up with everyone's week first uh who likes who wants to go first let's let's have steve go first all right <gasps> me i never go for oh wait no that's kevin it's lying <laughs> uh <laughs> so let's see uh i flew on saturday uh saturday was fantastic weather yeah holy it crap it was it was just about 80 degrees right like 79 78 something like that yep um the sun was out a very light breeze wasn't too bad and it was just fantastic. It was a good day of flying. Yep. Uh, let's see. So we were. I was pretty much out at the whole at the field for the whole day. I think I left around like four or five o'clock um, in the evening. Got tons of flights in, especially on the nitro. I probably went through almost almost a gallon, probably about like five or six tanks worth, which is close to a gallon of fuel. Really enjoying that. Uh, really enjoying the nitro. Really enjoying just the goblin in general. Um, and also enjoying a couple of new maneuvers that I've learned that I just kind of been, I don't know. It's weird. It's like, you know, you learn something new and you just kind of do it over and over <laughs> and over and over again. And, and, you know, I had to record Kevin record, uh, one of my flights on the oxy three. And in that video, I just do that maneuver over and over. And I, you know, it's weird because at the time I didn't really notice it. I was just having fun, but uh, so the video is kind of boring, actually. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's cool, but it's kind of boring, too, uh, because I just do the same move over again. But um, besides that, I sold the 766. Really? Yeah. One of our friends uh, picked it up. It's funny because he bought the helicopter from me, and he was like, dude, you're asking way too little for it. So here, I'm going to throw in this plane. So happens that the plane that he's throwing in is also the same plane our club member Perry drove oh. in, like drove in. <laughs> yeah, drove in hard. When people say they corkscrew or auger a plane in, that's exactly what he did. I mean, yes. the only difference in my mind when I hear that is he wasn't coming directly towards the ground. He was like coming across the field yeah. and did it, but uh, that's that was the definition of... Of almost everything, garage sale, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so just to give an explanation, uh, probably seen some pictures, or we'll post some pictures. But uh, yeah, basically, he, you know, Perry was flying his forty size, 
Escapade. You know, with the nitro motor on it. Sounding really good, running really good. And he happens to lose radio um, as he was coming around banking. So he was coming down the flight line, banked right, uh, rolled right. And basically, it just kept on rolling, rolling, rolling into the ground. And it left like a debris field, probably about 15 feet, like 10 to 15 feet long. Yeah. Uh, you see where the wing dragged on the ground, then the motor and everything hit. And then the debris after, like it just exploded. It was quite spectacular. And, you know, if you're going to drive in a balsa plane, like, you know, this is the way to do it. <laughs> Yeah, I I you know, normally don't catch you know these the crashes, man. But uh-huh. I was at, watched the whole thing unfold, and he just came right down the runway and kind of rolled over and was knife edge. And I said to myself, "Wow, if he doesn't pull out of this, you know," and he just kept rolling inverted and it's straight into the ground, man. Yep. So yeah, he lost radio like as he was rolling right. Yeah, and then he was like, "I don't have anything, don't have anything," and then it went in. So, but yeah, just to get back to it, so I sold the seven six six, but my friend, you know, also gave me an Escapade forty size, fully built with a uh, uh, what is the the OS LA forty six, the the bushing version, not the bearing version, okay. and you know, servos, fuel, everything ready to go except for a receiver. So I took that plane and the next day sold it to Perry <laughs> so he could, you know, uh, get get a, get an escapade. He really was having a good time with that 40 size escapade. And, and it's a shame that uh, it went in as badly as it did. It's, it's basically unrepairable. So, yeah, I mean, that thing was moving out like he was really having a good time with that. Yeah, and it was yeah. flying really good. It was flying really good. He had an Evolution uh, 51, I believe, on there the Horizon Hobby Nitro Motor, and it was flying and sounded great. It was going good. So he's going to try to repair that motor or see if the motor is messed up and, you know, get that plane in. So, yeah, so I sold a 766. I sold a plane. I'm also pending a sale for my Gowie X7 formula. So that has, uh, you know, the 766 and the Gowie, I never really posted it online. I didn't, you know, I didn't really make any real effort to sell it. Yeah, uh, you know the seven sixes. I kind of told all my friends, "Hey, if you're looking for one, let me know." Kind of deal, but um, you know, I didn't post it online, pictures or anything like that. So, but uh, yeah, the guy was the same thing. I didn't really post any pictures, but one of our our friends on uh, the team RC Heli Hangouts was like, "Hey, you know, um, if you still got it for sale, I'll take it." So, I'm gonna actually meet up with him at Spring Fling and and we'll do the transaction there. So. So I don't have to ship it. He, he's from North Carolina. I would hate to have to ship, break the heli down and ship it. And we both lose out on, you know, the delivery charges and stuff, the shipping charges. So figure I'll just bring it down to Spring Fling since he'll be there. And we could just do a cash offer. No problem. So would you mind bringing a helicopter for me down there if I sell it? Yeah, yeah. That's not a problem. Of course. So if anybody's looking for a 570 Goblin or a 380, 570 Kyle Stacy edition, mm-hmm. yeah, email me. Or email the podcast to Free Fall RC. Yeah. If you're going to Spring Fling. Spring Fling. Spring what? <laughs> I can't speak with this tooth in my mouth, man. Oh, boy. It's been a difficult struggle for the last, like, four months. <laughs> but uh, let's see. I got a big box in today. It was pretty exciting. It was, uh, it was funny because, you know, we have our group chat, Kevin, um, Kevin and I with Chris Rybert and Anthony Garcia. And it's like, 
you know, I, I don't know. I, think, I don't know. I guess Chris was listening to the last episode and he was like, yeah, so I need a picture of, I need to see a picture of this, uh, this bright canopy that you ordered. So I sent him the picture and the funny thing is right after I sent it, I hear the doorbell ring and it's a, the brown truck uh, dropping off a, a big box for me. So in that big box, I have two full set, full custom canopies of this orange and green goblin black thunder, black nitro combo, uh, full carbon, freaking looks sweet. Uh, it has my pilot name on it, and that's about it. That's all I wanted. I kind of want to keep it empty so that I could kind of put the the sponsor stickers I want to put on there and other things like the the podcast and stuff like that. So I didn't even see that. The, yeah, the, the pilot name. Yep, yep. They, they look amazing though. But yeah, they look amazing. Um, and then I got a trio of canopies, as I mentioned on the the uh, last show, or the the other episodes. It is the Oxy uh, Trio, so Oxy 2, 3, and 4, full carbon. Um, the picture looked a little red, and they are a little red. It's basically the red eyes, uh, but I got them in the carbon, and the carbon shows through like 50% of the canopy. It is fantastic looking. It's just so tricked out, so I can't wait to uh, get those on all the helis and, you know, and take some pictures and kind of post that. So Nice. Besides that... <laughs> I've been spending money. I am stupid. Um, <laughs> my gaming machine, the one I got from work, uh, something was wrong with it. I don't know if it was the SSD or the video card or the motherboard. It kept, you know, it would keep on like rebooting on me. It would just shut down, or it would try to boot up and just fail and sit there in like a black screen, and then like it, my TV would disconnect from no signal and all this stuff. And I, you know, it's like. I was looking up on the processor and the motherboard and I was like, okay, maybe I can buy a new motherboard, maybe the motherboard shot or, or the memory or, you know, just try to start diagnosing it. And it's using like a, an LGA 1156 socket connection. And I'm just like, Ooh, this was kind of old and I can't even really even get motherboards for it. Um, I could online, but I can't really like if I go to a computer store. So this machine I got sole purpose is to sim. It's, it's only for a $50 AccuRC to, um app right that i download from steam right and it sucks because now i'm like oh crap this thing doesn't work i can't sim i can't sim on my tv i've been simming on my laptop but you know the quality set too low and it's not great i mean i did post a video it does look all right um you know when you're watching a replay but it's just you know i i, I really enjoy simming on my big tv and i kind of like got used to it and i wanted to go back to that so I went to Micro Center today, you know, double check oh, with the wife first. I was like, hey, babe, I'm going to I'm going to go to Micro Center. I think I'm going to build a new PC to replace that. The one that's broken now. And, you know, I go there with full intention of spending money like, you know, my budget was about eight hundred, nine hundred dollars um, that I budget. And I wanted kind of a medium gaming spec machine, nothing too crazy. You know, I don't want to spend five, six hundred dollars for a video card. I don't need a 1080 or whatever the latest GeForce card is. Right. You know, I'm not looking for the fastest i7 processor or i9 processors or anything crazy from Intel or AMD. I was just looking for like you know run of the mill medium gaming machine that I can build and sim on full graphics. Like I you know I looked at the specs for AQRC too, and it, it doesn't really call for anything crazy. So I'm like I want to be able to run 4K to my TV at full 
high graphics as possible. Um, moving away from the Intel i7 that I had in the old motherboard and processor, I went with an AMD. So I went with an AMD uh, Ryzen 7, 1700. Yeah, I've heard so, of those. Yeah, so it's supposed to be pretty good, you know, batch of processors. Uh, the technology, the generation is supposed to be really nice. So I bought that, I bought 16 gigs of RAM, a motherboard, some crazy gaming motherboard. It all lights up in LEDs and looks all pretty and weird. There's even like a plug for like an RGB LED setup so you could like change the LEDs depending on what the computer is doing. I don't know, all this crazy shit. Um, I bought an Intel 256 PCI Express, uh, what do you call it, hard drive, EVGA GeForce GTX 1060 uh, video card. And um, so I'm just reusing my existing case and power supply. And, you know, so it was probably about, it was, it was close to almost $900. It was like $880, um, all said and done. Just a couple of rebates, get me about 50 bucks back. But overall, you know, motherboard, processor, memory, uh, 16 gigs of memory, video card, and a hard drive, the primary system drive, you know, cost me about a little under 900 Jeez, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I am... You know, you know how annoying it was before with the other machine. I kept on reloading Windows. I thought it was a hard drive, right? Like first thing, it's like, oh, maybe the hard drive crapped out. So I, I reload the OS, and then it would crap out again. I'm like, what the hell? It keeps on crapping out. So it's funny because I've I've loaded Windows 10, my copy of Windows 10, so many times I memorized the damn activation key. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> that's a problem when you memorize that whatever. Yeah. 18 or 16 character or whatever 20 character it is, whatever the, the stupid thing is, I can read it off the top of my head now, and, and that's terrible. <laughs> it's like 20, I think, right? It's like five, four sets of five or something? Se- I, it's, it's, I think something It's like four that. sets of, yes, four sets of five, yes, you're correct. So, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, but That's hey, nuts, dude. It, you know, I have the machine. I've, I've actually overclocked it to a 1700X, so it's running 3.6 gigahertz now, and all right, that's when my eyes glaze over. Yeah, I got Windows. I got Windows 10 installed on it, and it's running updates. So it's getting there. It's getting there. The, the motherboard actually looks really cool, though. I got to send you a picture of the LEDs inside. You will yeah. see it once I close the case up, but right now uh, I, I do have it open because I'm still building it. I still have to install my other hard drives, my you know my data drives that I'll, I'll use. Um, but yeah, so far so good. Knock on wood. But, you know, I better be after spending $900 on a freaking, you know, game machine. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm crazy and stupid at the same time, I guess. Yeah. You know what? I figure you might as well do it now because yeah. I'm looking at trying to get out of debt and get stuff paid down and, and get and I'm, you know, I'm a little further on in life than you are. And I'm looking to, you know, since we bought this house, we want to move. I want to get out of debt and i want to get all my bills paid off so yeah. i can move to florida with basically nothing and go work at lowe's you know or walmart hi welcome to walmart can i help you you know <laughs> that kind of thing i don't want to do any more of this stressful like whole corporate bullshit i gotta deal with every day man and you know everybody above me it might just be me man maybe it's my personality but it seems like everybody above me is an idiot and i have to do their job and i can't stand it and i don't think it's me though because i talk to other guys and they're like yeah 
He's a knucklehead. But anyways, yeah, so I don't know. I, and I, I say that, but now, you know, but I probably will wind up getting something, getting back into it when I get down to Florida. Hopefully, if I can find a, you know, a decent job. So I'm at, yeah. I'm at like that point. So, but I still have t- times where I'm like, you know what? I'm still working. My wife is still working. We're, we do okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to get that, you know, and we just yeah. got that check from the government, you know, I'm going to put a little side and I'm going to pick that thing up, you know? Oh, no, for sure. You know, I couldn't, I can, I can technically afford it right now. So why not? Let me kind of splurge a little. Yeah. Um, but this, this is it. Like, you know, it's funny because we're we're talking, we're gonna be talking about flying season wish list, but I don't really know because I really can't start, I can't spend any more money in this hobby. I can't well, spend any more money. You know, I, I got That's I gotta the kinda, whole reason behind it. So, so it is a wish list, and we'll see. Yeah. Maybe some of those wishes might come true. But um, let's uh, catch up with your week. Yeah, man. Like you said, Saturday was gorgeous, man. I was shocked. I I walked out of the house with the dog in the morning, took her out, and I was like, oh, I'm putting shorts on. Because it was like 50 degrees. Mm-hmm. And I know some people are like 50 degrees, but it was 50. I wasn't seeing my breath for the first time in like four or five months. And I'm like, this is awesome, dude. So I, I put shorts on, man, and loaded up the Jeep and down the field. And I counted the cars at one point during the day, man. And I think there was close to 20 cars down there uh, at the field. And I was yeah. like, this is freaking awesome, man. And it was so cool to see. You know, we had helicopter guys. We had the quad guys out there. We had yep. airplane guys out there. We had guys that fly everything out there. And, and it was just really cool to see everybody, man. You know, we got to see Anthony. He was there. I haven't seen him in like a year almost. Yeah. And he was flying his quads around. And uh-huh, Jim, one of the other guys that moved members, he moved to to Maryland. He moved out of state. He was there with, with some yeah, of his Delaware, stuff. Yeah, Delaware, I thought, right? Oh, Delaware, yeah. So, yeah, man, I got chance to fly some helicopters right off the bat man and i flew the oxy i brought the 255 and i brought 285 and the 255 was not flying nearly as good as the 285 when i first flew it so i went back to the 285 and i flew i think one or two flights on that and i really like that machine that one's mm-hmm. that one's set up with the bling on it and everything like that i got a lot of red anodized stuff on it and i just went nuts on that 285 so I, I don't really get too risky with that i still do a little bit but nothing too crazy sure so I wanted to go back to the 255 and say, you know, why is it not flying like the 285? Cause they're, they're very similar. I mean, you know, aside from the, the, the 30 millimeters in blade length, it's, they're yeah. the same machine. Yeah. Identical, you know, same motor, same ESC, everything. Mm-hmm. At, at first it felt like I had too much negative pitch. So I, I changed that a little bit. Like I changed it to where it was uneven and I didn't like that. And then I said, you know what? Maybe I need more 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 pitch in the negative or more pitch in the positive i think one okay. of them was a little bit lower than the other so i moved that sure. up and that still wasn't doing it for me so i i went into the the settings we were talking real quick and i went into mm-hmm. the this the rate settings or the you know the style and the agility settings mm-hmm. yeah and i i think i changed the the agility up like five degrees five points or something like that sure and that was exactly what i needed man and it flew i flew that for the rest of the day and I almost put it away and was going to fly the 285 all day. I think I flew like seven more batteries on that thing. And I was just nice. beating the crap out of it, man. It mm-hmm. was TikToking. I, I was originally thinking I was going to change opinion because I wasn't getting, you know, wasn't really getting what I thought I could get out of it. It felt like it, yeah. I could get more out of it. 
But man, that was that was all I needed to do was just mess around. And I guess, you know, I get going and going during the day and I don't stop to think, you know, let me take a couple seconds and look at this and what it's set at. Mm-hmm. Uh so that was that was really great, man. I'm glad I figured that out. And uh, you know, a couple clicks on that V bar, man. And that's yes. that's just a beauty of that that V bar setup, man. It really it's is. So great, man. Yep. Yep. Then- and, and and by the way, I was listening to uh the full pitch podcast and javier was kind of seeing the light himself as i don't man. i don't want to say that and have the the uh the jetty guys be like come on man but uh yeah he was like you know i i i, I get all my data when i'm done flying i can change everything and, and i was like yeah dude that's freaking awesome wait so wait does he currently have jetty or is he still spectrum right uh you know i thought he was yeah, I think he is still Spectrum, but something... Yeah, I think he's oh, Spectrum, think Brain, or Icon. Yeah, it's Ed that flies Jetty. Ed, Ed Johnson from the other podcast there, um, from the Heli Hooligans. Hooligans, yeah. I mean, he actually has... All he has of both, yeah. I think, right? Yes, he, he has a V-Control and a Jetty, yes. But And then I, I flew 690, mm-hmm. and I'm... Dude, I'm telling you, I'm feeling... For the maneuvers that I do... I'm feeling more and more comfortable every time I fly, you know, and nice. it's, it's really, I'm, I love where I'm at now. I just, I want more. I want to do more. Like I was trying to do a couple of different things flying. I was trying to do more inverted flying and I was trying mm-hmm. to do some, I don't do the aileron TikToks that well. So I was working on that a little bit, but TikTok and tail down, I, I'm getting to the point where now I can kind of recover when I drop and I can move it back and forth a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm kind of nice. getting the hang of all that. I'm getting more fluid with the orientation of the helicopter being, you know, not perfectly, you know, 90 degrees tail in or, you know, side in. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure, getting yeah. more, like when I see it going and I'm, I'm into something and I'm kind of off a little bit, I'm, I'm to the point now where I'm like, okay, just recover this way and keep doing yeah. whatever I'm doing. You know You're what able I mean? to correct. Right. Yeah. Nice. So it's I'm 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 having a good time with it, man, all the way around. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I I don't know if it's one of the major components, but since I've been just sticking with the oxys in the six ninety, you know, I'm not thinking about is it a different helicopter and is it flying different, and I have to spend time setting it up to make it fly like another one. You know, aside from the two fifty five that I did real quick. I I mean, I've just I've been flying that six ninety now for a year and a half, I think. Yeah, and loving I- it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely there. There definitely is some component to it, or something to say about sticking with the same couple models. Yeah, you know, um, I notice it. You know, with the oxys, like it's just whatever you fly the most, you just get super comfortable with. And I think every person in the heli hobby needs to do that. They need to get to a point where they're just super comfortable with the model and constantly switching and buying new models and you know that that stuff is our downfall. You know to to that you don't. Yeah. You know you don't get comfortable like that. We've said it before. Where uh you know you you change models because you know human beings say say to themselves, well, it can't be me. It's got to be the model. Or let me try something different, and maybe I'll fly better, or it'll it'll feel different. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I I don't I don't think that's the case at all. I think it's you know yeah, it might be. You might get lucky and. And find something that you, that you like, and you click with right away, and then stick with it. But you get that. I, I think it's a big part of it for me was sticking with the the six ninety, and that's a great yeah. machine. I love it, man. I think what happens is, uh, you know, you you get 
you get used to that machine, right? So you're used to 690. Now, if you were to fly like my Black Thunder, it'd be different because it'll feel heavier. It'll feel a little different. It won't, you know, like yeah. it'll feel heavier, but it'll feel snappier and more powerful because of the higher head speeds and stuff and just the more overall power. But what ends up happening is that it doesn't really matter what model you pick. It's just whatever you devote your time to, you know, it's like you devote right. your time to that. And that's why you feel super comfortable with that. I devoted a lot of time with goblins and, you know, I feel super comfortable. It's just that, you know, it's, it's, and I think people kind of get on this thing where like, I want to buy the latest, I want to buy the newest and maybe not per se, like, because they're thinking, Oh, it's like my flying will get better. It's just, you know, maybe it's, it has something that, that they've been looking for, right? Like I ventured out. I I had my goblins. I always liked goblins, and then I ended up going, okay, let's try some synergies. Let's try some gowies. Let's try let's try this brand, that brand. You know, to try different things. Um, to turn around and just be like, I really like fly goblins. <laughs> you but know? you also did that after you flew for a while, a couple of years. Yes, so you, yes. So you were pretty comfortable flying helicopters in general. Yeah. Yeah, you want to be somewhat comfortable. <laughs> yeah, like I think to where I'm at now, like I'm I'm pretty comfortable now. Like I was saying earlier, you know, my heart rate doesn't rise anymore when I fly. I used to I used to get really intense, you know, and I know I need to push myself a little more, but I'm I love the fact that I'm comfortable with the maneuvers that I do cuz I like doing the I like doing the pyro flips and I like and I've been doing them lower and lower and I like that. I I think that's something else, you know, that to add to you know, you're you moving on and, and growing in the hobbies. You're doing stuff lower to the ground, and mm -hmm. I don't yep. know. It's just, it's just cool to me. I, I'm I'm just having a really good time with it. That's awesome. And I also flew the Mikey's RC biplane, Dollar Tree foam biplane that I built, and uh, we got pictures of that online. And I think uh, you went Facebook Live with that too. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Was, it. it was pretty cool, man. It was pretty cool. I don't get, I have zero, like, not not that it's because it's a plane, but the type of plane it is, it just seems like it's slow and it just doesn't maneuver very well. I just don't see why it's, like, what, what you like about it. I don't, I don't get it. It's sluggish, like a wet sponge. Yeah, yeah, it's sloppy and slow and, and pitchy. <laughs> like, yeah, it goes like it was pitching up and down a lot. I don't know if it's just you or... No, the crazy thing with that plane is, and it took me a while to get used to it, is I had it trimmed out, and usually what I do with planes is I'll bring them up to about half throttle, and I'll I'll trim it out from there. Like, I'll set yeah. the ailerons and elevator, and then I'll adjust the rudder a little bit. Yep. So I had everything f adjusted pretty good, and that plane, I noticed, did something that no other plane I've flown has, has done, is if you, if you turn the ailerons, like, into a bank, and it wasn't losing altitude at all, it would just stay there and keep going around in a circle. So at one point, I put both hands in my pockets and I'm just watching it fly around in a circle. And <laughs> I thought it was the funniest thing, man. But I know you're like, you know, that's not what fun is that? Yeah. But uh, the other the other tendency it had, and I think it's because of the way I built it. I, I used a little bit of a higher spar on the lower wing. Mm -hmm. When I gave it throttle, it, it would pitch down and if i wanted to pitch it back up i had to let go of the throttle and it would it would rise back up again it was the weirdest oh really thing. okay yeah, so i didn't I, know that so i could put it into that turn and then with one hand i could adjust the the elevator I, with the throttle more nice. or less it was crazy dude it was pretty funny but i mean his intention with that plane 
and that plane's got to be like five years old now, man. But his intention with that plane was to do FPV. And when you're talking about FTV, FPV five years ago, they had a lot. Of, I mean, 900 megahertz, probably heavy components and extra battery. So he made it so you could really weight that thing down. And okay. I got I got 10 minutes on a 3000 uh, milliamp hour battery, 3S battery. Mm-hmm. And I could probably easily throw another 3S 3000 pack in that and fly it, you know, with that weight, too. Because it seemed like it had a lot of, uh, you know, could carry a lot of weight. Right, I might right. try FPV with it. Who knows? I don't know. I don't, I don't. I think it's too pitchy for FPV. I think it's too twitchy. Yeah, it has I to think be so. more docile. Like your FT Explorer, that's a great plane FPV. Because yeah. you can just glide it around smoothly and, you know, in, under control. Not up and down and left, right, oh, all over the place. <laughs> I mean, that that thing was really slow, too. I mean, like, yeah. when I put it in the little bit of wind we had on Saturday, man, it was... Oh, it's, just, it's still. <laughs> I could hear yeah. guys laughing because it was so slow. Mm-hmm. But that's something I might put some lights on, make like a night machine out of or something like that. Why? We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> Why? Just, just, I don't know. Just to be silly. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> And the other thing I did at the field was I flew my uh, 4S Sukhoi, the yeah. one that you had given me that I replaced almost everything on it except for the canopy. Mm-hmm. And um, that flew really good except the something up with the ESC on that thing. Uh, I got to see what's going on with it because uh, I, was, yeah. I was giving it throttle and it, sometimes it would take a little while to get to a certain spot on the throttle and sometimes it, w- it would pulsate. So I don't know. And I even I went back and redid the the endpoints on it and it still mm. did the same thing so very strange one other thing i did i know i'm getting like you man i'm getting pretty long with my what i've been up to but i had a lot <laughs> i was doing uh i opened up the bottle of ca and the kicker and i i ca'd bunch of parts man i had a whole bin like a 18 gallon bin of parts that were all 3d printed are these your 3d printed planes okay yeah so i have like almost two sets of wings for the steerman i have three fuselages for the steerman and i have yeah i don't know why i printed so many i wanted to do a test one and that was the green one and then i said oh clear i'll print the clear one and then i was like well i gotta print the blue one because it's blue and yellow yeah Yeah. so i did that and then i also put together all the parts i had for the edge was that 540 edge 540 yeah or it's uh it's like the red bull one it's it's, because it's not a it's not a 3d plane it's a a pylon yeah, it's racer. A pylon race. Yep. Mm-hmm. So did that. And then, uh, I don't know what day that was because I was so high from the freaking glue f- fumes, you know? So <laughs> I'm not sure what day that was. Oh, so boy. I started building a, a first aid kit that I've wanted to put together for a while. I like, I like some of the survival stuff and I, I've gone into a couple, I mean, it's, I was in the military, so it's kind of like in my background. And I used to go wheeling with some friends of mine and we'd hang out. So, and you know, the more and more fun flies we go to that are more like camping, you know, and stuff like that. I, I want, I like to get together, you know, some, some stuff and not have it all over the place when we go. So I kind of went through all the stuff that I have in bins all over the place and started consolidate and build a couple of different packs, uh, to get ready for the season. And, uh, one thing I started doing was building a first aid trauma kit. And that was consisting of like just some heavy duty stuff not your serious bandage but like a couple of tourniquets and and you know um some blood clotting stuff and some some gauze and i i kind of did some research on each one and uh-huh. um you put a cpr mask in there 
No, because I don't care. If I'm saving your life, I don't care. Okay. And I know the real truth about heterosexual AIDS, <laughs> if that's what you're worried. Is that what they're worried about? Or are they just worried about anything? I think just anything. Because yeah. more than so that. Much nasty hep you know, C. Hep C, yeah, exactly. It will ruin your day. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I mean. Well, that's really not the, the trauma that I've seen at our field is more of cuts. Like, sure. I, I've seen three pretty good ones since we've been going to the field. Mm hmm. And then I, well, I did one to myself, which was sure. puncture my thumb. But we had one guy hit himself in the face with the quadcopter that one time. Uh, the racing guy, guy, Tim, he cut himself up pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then we had the old guy reach over to spinning blade and they had to get the ambulance for him. And yeah, I was sp- talking to Jim for a little bit and he was saying the same thing, you know, like he's starting to build something. And I said to him at that point, I was like, you know, what? I see more trauma here at the field, you know, than anywhere else. So, um. Be nice to have something, you know. Sure. Yeah. And, and I'd probably be hopefully never use it, but you know, better be prepared than than nothing. Well, that's the thing. You you have it, and most likely you won't need it. So. And maybe it'll spark some thought in you know other, some of our listeners that fly at fields like we're at least what are we like a mile in on a dirt road? I mean, no, some guys are, less than that. I think it's well, less probably about half a mile. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, some guys are probably you know pretty far off or in the middle of nowhere i know the field down in florida man that i've been to mm-hmm. they're they're way off the deep the beaten path you know and it'd be good to probably have something down there and i'm sure they probably do but you know if you're the only guy there you don't know if they have something or not why not put together you know a little kit for whatever 50 bucks or whatnot you never mm-hmm. know yep i've heard stories of guys you know hiking and and just average Joes that do, you know, YouTube videos or whatnot. And they've, they've, you know, told their stories about, you know, we had an incident where we were out and they had to apply a tourniquet. And, you know, the doctor said, you know, if you didn't, a good chance he would have lost his arm or wouldn't be here. I've heard a couple of different stories. So you yeah, never right. know. Yeah. I, I, I like to carry quick clot with me. Yeah. That's some good stuff. That's at uh, Cell Oaks or. So yeah, Celox is, I think, a brand. Quick Clot is an actual brand. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so you can get in, like, the powder form or the it's it's integrated into gauze. And just shove it into the wound, and it'll stop the, the, the bleeding. So, yeah. Nice. And the last thing I did was I watched some old FT episodes. Some old, old, old FT episodes. I went back, Fred, and I watched the um, that oh. one we were talking about. With Dave Vindestall doing the um, the butane in the vampire? Yeah, yeah, I watched nice. that one too. I had to. And, you know, you and I have talked about this before where you get guys that say, you know, uh, FT's losing it with their new episodes. And, and I actually can see their point. When I went back and watched it and I saw the first, you know, professional-like opening, and I don't know why they don't use it anymore. I don't know. You can see the Chad Capper influence, you know, in that oh, yeah. era. So I was yeah. kind of getting... I was kind of getting nostalgic and I was kind of laughing. I'm like, I'm getting nostalgic off of flight test videos that are like five years old. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. I'm like, back, back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. You know what uh, it is, though? It is back in the day, if you think about it. You know, they've oh, evolved is. so much now. And, um, you know, I think, I think part of the downfall is like, want to release every two weeks, you know, a new video. So then the production value kind of goes down a little, right? Like, it's hard to keep up with that level of production that Chad had. So. Well, it's every day now they want they're trying to release it. Oh wow. Yeah, that they're up to crazier. at least four times a week. Oh my and god. I think um yeah, and I they think did it, the build channel too. They did the what? 
they created a whole channel just for builds. Really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, as as the payroll gets bigger, right? I guess uh, they have enough folks to 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 do this stuff. But that's uh that's just seems like wow, that's a lot of stuff. When wow. you compare it to the the vlogs they do now, and I like the vlogs, they're not they're just not the same. You yeah, know? I don't even know half the people there. I don't know half the people in Rotorite anymore. Like, I don't know. I've kind of lost touch with that that whole scene. And that is all I've done this week. <clears throat> what are you been up to, Fred? And then, <laughs> and then, and then there was Fred. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Every, everyone, take you see it's this one's going to take a while. Uh, I've been flying the heck out of my Gremlin. The end. Nice, nice. <laughs> it's been awesome. Now it's funny because you mentioned your trauma kit. Um, I'm giving a talk this weekend with a Boy Scout group uh, about uh, leave no trace type camping. So basically, stealth camping, going out into the woods, maybe along a hiking trail or whatever, if you do an overnight trick, uh, trip, mm-hmm. uh, just set off to one side. You, you camp in a way that nobody knows that you ever camped there once you packed up and left. Um, and in that is talking about first aid kits and what to bring and, and you know, different type of stuff that I'll have in my backpack for that type of trip. So what about fires? Because that's usually the most telltale sign that someone's camped is having a, a campfire. Yeah, and so there's ways to, to get around that. Um, you can bring your own stoves, so you don't have a fire. Okay, uh, so like a like a gas range, a propane range, or something. What fun is small. that? I, I well, and I make I make my own um, gas stoves out of you know for for pure alcohol out of uh, beer cans and soda cans and things like that. Um, the uh, I've got a, a wood gas stove made out of a paint can and a Progresso soup can. Um, so nice. I've got a few different. St- few different types of stoves I can take with me. Hmm, if you cool. want to have a fire or you need to have a fire while you're camping, uh, there's a thing called a Dakota pit. Yep. Go, go look it up, kids. It's awesome. Dakota fire. Yep. You dig a pit straight down on the ground, and then you dig a hole that angles down to the bottom of the first pit. Uh, you put your fire in there, and it's below grade. So if you're trying to be low visibility, you know people from a distance can't see your open fire. Um, okay. Picking your uh, fuel correctly, you're bi- you're picking dry branches and things like that. You're not putting up a lot of smoke either, so that kind of helps with that. For cooking over a fire in a pit, you just take branches and you put them across the top of the the fire pit. Right, and right. You, put, you cook gear right on top of that. So if even when the fire burns through those sticks, they fall in. You put some new sticks down. Just keep cooking. Uh, so there's a few different things, and then when you're done with it. You can fill the hole back in. There's no sign of any ash. And then you take whatever leaves, pine needles, whatever, and spread them back out because you cleared them out of the way to begin with. And, again, you've had a fire, but no one knows it was ever there. Nice. In the Army, we used to call that policing your area. Correct. Yep, yeah. You, you want to make sure that no one no one knows you're ever camping if you're camping on a site that's not a designated campsite. Yeah, especially park rangers. You don't want those guys knowing. No, dude. No, no. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's the talk I'm giving this weekend, and uh, that that's going to be uh, it was kind of neat because you're talking about your trauma kit, and that's part of my my talk this weekend. Nice, dude. Cool. And yeah, that was my week. Oh yes, I'm sorry. I I probably should add in that I wasn't here last week because Steve fired me. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin rehired me. I feel better about it now. No, I uh, I've got a. a 
carrier pigeon style modem and the lightning took it out. And uh, so nobody sells old DSL modems locally. Walmart doesn't carry them. They have cable modems, not DSL. So huh. I had to wait for Amazon to deliver it. And about the time you guys are probably about halfway or two thirds way done with the podcast. Anyways, you know, the Brown truck showed up and, and I was able to fight with customer support and tech support and got it wrangled together and, and working. Nice. Cool, man. So yeah, that, that was my two weeks in a nutshell. That fourteen four board modem you got? Yeah, man, you know, it's old school and and uh you know, like I said, sending out my messages to you guys with per carrier pigeon. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's, <laughs> it's it's the there's a lot of benefits of living out in the woods, but that's one of the drawbacks. Yeah. Yeah, because pigeons get sidetracked, dude. Yeah, you know, and, and hawks take them out, and then the locals shoot them and eat them. People cut that string between the two cans all the time. Or yeah. they put clothes on it, think it's a clothesline. <laughs> muffles the muff, muffles the <laughs> So uh, Cool. All right, so let's move to the main topic here. Flying season wish list. All right. All right Kevin, start. Yeah, I Kevin. I got nothing written there. Oh, you guys, you guys didn't wait for me. So how are we breaking this up into, like, things we can know. build, things we can purchase, airplanes, helicopters? What's your wish for the summer? What do you want to do? Just build, fly? Anything general, yeah. Oh, fly, I see. Okay. You know, generic wish list. You know, because for yeah. me, summer, we're going into my build season. So, you know, I've got some build stuff in there. Um, but, you know, what do you, what do you got? Well, I want to make it to some fun flies this year. And I know I'm starting off on the wrong foot by not being able to go to spring fling and i was kind of bummed about that but uh my wish for our fun fly is that donald trump doesn't interfere with it and that's all i'll say on that hopefully he won't uh but there is also other fun flies that i'm kind of wanting to go to man the ft one i would love to go to urcha i have to see what i can do since i'm not going to spring fling i'll see if i can is there one in new jersey coming up yeah, sometime in July. There's a, uh, there's hours and there's usually, well, that's later in the that's, year. That's the what one I was that's, getting at. The, yeah. Is yours. Yeah, so there's hours. There's also South Jersey, usually in September, October area. Um, there's, there's also the Brooklyn. HOD. Too. There's Brooklyn, CG Rotary. Yep. There's, there's a couple in our area. There's, um, there's most likely going to be one for, um, Eric. Uh, out in PA, um, oh, right. the the one uh, that got rained out last year, right? Yeah, yeah, it got rained out last year, but it's a CP Heli Throwdown event. I Throw think down. it's uh, Lehigh Valley, is it? I think yeah. right? Lehigh Valley is the club. Yeah, so there there are several around this area, which are nice. Um, there's also, I think they're gonna have one in Massachusetts again for the Heli Phenom. I think that's okay. coming back again this year too. So there's definitely uh, several, and then obviously there's flight tests that we're you know we're gonna we're gonna make a a trip out to. Which I need to figure out what days those are. Chris Ryberts one up there. Yeah, there's Chris Ryberts, Rochester, the Ram Show, uh, the Ram Fun Fly, I should say. Yeah, so so there's definitely that. There's there's gonna be some big ones like Great Cheddar. I'm going to try to make it out to, or I am going to make it out to, I guess, this year. I, I told myself I'm going to, but we'll see. Well, since it is a wish list, I, I wish I could make it out to Urcha. I'll, I'll wish that. <laughs> yes. And I also, I got to make it out to some of these large-scale 
fun flies that are like the helicopter, uh, not the helicopter, the the airplane ones, the old World War One two planes, the planker ones. Yeah, I want to make it to one of those this year. Like, I still want to do there's... Joe Nall and Seth, but yeah. it's like it's just well, I don't know. Yeah, on that note, um, I think what's Seth next weekend? Mm-hmm. Uh, he might try to sneak up there for a night. Oh, cool. So if how I far do, is that from you? It's about four and a half, five hours to drive up. So it's not okay. terrible. It's uh, not terrible, but it's a little trek. Yeah. Yeah. With a few podcasts that I've missed, I would almost, you know, participate in. I can listen to them and be almost there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or just one of ours. Yeah, I was going to say that's you know, the, <laughs> just one of ours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think two of them would get me there, but yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple like I know there's uh, warbirds over Delaware or something. Then, like you mentioned, Lehigh Valley. I know there's a large one mm-hmm. out that way, and they do one up in New York State, like a big one. And I know the Rhinebeck Aerodrome does that. I, I got to get back up there, you know, at some point because, man, I I remember going up there with my old man, like in the seventies, mm-hmm. just for a trip. We went up there one time and watched the old planes fly and stuff. It was freaking awesome. Yeah, so I, I'm down for that. I'm down for like, I'd like to show. try that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but as far as like models and stuff that I wish I could get, ah, man, I don't know, or wish I could fly. I I really want to. I'm I'm kind of torn between whether to get. I want to. I think I want to try and do the Goblin Sport, the 700. Mm-hmm. But the logo has been flying so good, man. I don't know whether to just get a 700 size logo. I think I'd I'd rather try the Goblin. You know the the logo seven hundred, right? Like the one I had, yeah. The, like the latest one, it's it's a great flying helicopter. You know, it really is. It's they say it's a like a competition bird, but it's also more expensive. Yeah, it's more expensive. Um, you know, but there's benefits to it. I think it's it's using the frames that you're used to, the plastic, you know, composite frames. You know, the build would be very similar to your six ninety. I mean, personally, I would say for you to go give the any other helicopter. I don't care if it's a Lion Seven Hundred X or the Black Thunder Sport, or um, even like say a Synergy E Seven SE or something. Just because I mean, you're used to a logo. You you've you know all about the logo. Like, why not try a different helicopter besides Mikado? You know, because you might, you know, you might get used to something else. You'd be like, you know what, I actually like flying this one better you know you never know so yeah. as your skill level changes your your taste in helicopters might also change too so true and since i'm planning on moving to florida i should have a goblin so they let me in yeah yeah at least <laughs> one right? goblin or you know you might not be allowed to fly at any of the clubs out there <laughs> i think once you get south of what ocala you, you've got to have one <laughs> yeah <laughs> So and you know you you you've flown goblins before you you know you do like the way they fly it's just uh I think I think once you get to the seven hundred size that's you know in any brand seven hundred size is like the premier ship like you know it's <laughs> their it's their like top of the top like that's the competition model that's like what everyone will compete with and um you know yeah. all the the technology engineering has gone into so yeah man and I thought that it was great when i flew that 380 i was like well this is like a ferrari this thing you know yeah and the 570 the same way i thought they were engineered amazingly well mm-hmm. not to say that the logo isn't i really like the way the logo is put together it's a super low parts count and you know um machine 
But uh, yeah, I think uh, I might try that. I might try something different. Yeah, that'd be cool. So yeah, put that on the list. Put that on the list, and I, I I'm gonna uh, to to go off of the last podcast we had, man, about um getting rid of stuff and spring cleaning, man. I I just got to do that too. Is get rid of some stuff, like we were saying. You know, maybe bring it down to the club event, or maybe I'll mm-hmm. bring it out to Flight Fest and and just be like, anybody wants some free planes? You know, <laughs> here you go. Yeah. Or yeah. like well, someone else suggested, right? Put him in combat, like or put him in combat. Yeah. yeah, that was Dave. Yeah, our buddy Hilda Flyer. Yeah, Dave had a great comment too. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll save it for later on. But uh, yeah, yeah. So that's um, I won't take up any more time. I want to hear what you guys got to say. Somebody's got to be talking about a vegan, I think, right? Fiberglass vegan. No, I, I, I wish that was flying. Well. I mean, I guess I'll go. Was it? It seems like you're hinting <laughs> towards me. <laughs> uh, you know, I did say it on the last episode. That plane will be ready for maintenance by the end of this month. By end of April, it'll be built, and by first week of May or whatever, like before before May, I will I will have a maintenance. So oh, I'm actually, boy. I'm actually, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's coming. It's it's. I don't have much to do. I just, I don't know what's stalling me. I just, I don't know. I've, I, you know what it is? It's, it's that whole like squirrel effect. You know, I'm working on this project. I'm working on this project. And, and I get a squirrel moment where, oh, shoot, I got this. In. Okay. So I start working on that project. Oh, crap. I got to, I'm on my sabbatical. I got to work on the house. And I started working on that. You know, it's just like squirrel moments constantly. I'm just working on everything but that, uh, that plane. So, but yeah, no, no, I will, I will definitely take a day or two of either this week or next week. And be like, that's all I'm doing. My goal for that day is just to get that finished. So, and Freddie, you know what's what's cool is the first of May falls on Tuesday when we record. That's two weeks from now. Hmm. 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 Okay. Just been made. Recorded. So I guess uh, that April, whatever, uh, April 29th or whatever that Saturday Sunday is, is gonna 30th? be. I guess thirtieth. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go Facebook Live and we're gonna mean something. All right, cool. Whether it's finished or not, I was gonna toss it in the air. <laughs> it's finished or not. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess let me continue. I, you know, as far as like helicopters, um, you know, I'm selling stuff because now I I need to get back to uh, a, a more fit. And <laughs> I like that. A more fit um, fleet. You know, just just the birds that I want to fly. Whether it's something I want to fly or whether it's purpose built, like the scale heli, I'm not going to sell, and I'm not selling my 600 nitro, um, which is my auto rotation practice heli. Those two, you know, I I probably won't put many flights on this 2018 year, but those are still staying in my fleet because they're purpose built. So when I do have the time to learn inverted autos, I'll bust out the 600 nitro. When I'm ready to do some more scale um once i get like some of the scale component components i want to do to that heli then I'll, I'll bring that back out too but um for now you know like as far as helis i'm pretty good with my two nitros two electric 700 and then all my oxys um but you know i'm still throwing around the idea and i know i, I ranted last week about the hobby shop and and getting um you know <clears throat> another blade helicopter 
but yeah, maybe, maybe you know, maybe down the road, you know, if I see it at a at an event or somewhere, maybe I'll pick up the uh, the one thirty S. So cool. That's probably about it as far as just something I could throw around the backyard if I crash into the garage or into a tree or into the fence or the ground. You know, I'm not going to be like, oh crap, you know, and just like, yeah, whatever. When I fix it, I'll fix it. You know. And not really, uh, just so I could help with some inverted orientation training. That's that's really all I want to do with those helis. Nice. Let me see. Besides that, on the plane front, there is a plane front. Okay. Obviously, the Vigan's gonna get fixed or get finished building. Maybe you know a coat or two of paint on it and and ready for the the maiden. Um, besides that, I, I really want to. I want to fly. I actually want to fly that West Michigan Park Flyer Foamy. Oh yeah! Um, you know, I want to fly when it's a very nice, calm day, so I could just practice some three D maneuvers on a plane at an, you know, at a big open field with not like a thousand planes in the air, like you know, Neff was. Yeah, that, and I, I, I really want to build the Escapade. Um, I just don't have the room for it. I haven't taken all my electronics out of the cub, so once I do Wait, that. Man, I- I thought you sold the escapade. No, no, my I, I have a so I I got the forty size escapade in a in that deal for the seven six six, which I sold, but I still had the original brand new in the box sixty size escapade. Oh, so I'm looking for a ninety one or one point two, um, four stroke, four stroke. Yeah, nice. I want to try four four stroke. So, so that's kind of what I've been holding off on. Like, I, you know, I have to buy a full four-stroke motor. I have to buy a gas tank, I, I think, or whatever extra, you know, um, building materials I need to get that plane built. So that's a wish list to get that completed this year and hopefully main. Uh, another wish list item I'm going to just throw in there is our friend Rob has his turbine that he's going to be hopefully maining um, in the next couple of weeks or so. And with that, you know, because he has it on V control and, you know, V play Neils, all that stuff. He was like, dude, I'll buddy box you. We'll get you flying that turbine and then we'll get your waiver going. So oh, geez. that's one of my wish lists is to get my AMA turbine waiver. Um, you know, I got the CD. I'm a vice president of a club already. I kind of, you know, have my hands in, in like involvement with the AMA. I, I you know, I want to also get that turbine waiver and, and I'm actually thinking also about finding out what I need to do to become an, a helicopter instructor uh, for the RC side, just so I could help other folks, you know, get into it and and keep at it and you know and overcome any hurdles that I can help them overcome. So, so those nice are my too. wish lists. Yeah. One day I hope to go for my turbine waiver. <sighs> Maybe you could consider that too. <laughs> We're always going back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Fred, you got a whole bunch of stuff here. I want to I wanna hear this. Sure, yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, I know. I've got the, the E-Flight helicopter. I'm not flying too much now. But first of my list, I want to buy a Blade MCPX. It's, uh, nice. it's the little micro full CP heli. Uh, let, in fact, let me ask you, what's, yeah. the, what's the difference between an MCPX or like the nano CPS that I have because I think the safe it, features that it offers. Oh, okay. The safe features suck. I don't even and, turn that shit off, but uh, and 
the MCPX was um, partially, I think, designed by our previous guest, Pete Holy. Ah. So he was part of that development. So Okay. Yep. And the MCPX, that's, uh, is that the brushless one? No, but you could convert it. So, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could buy a part for that. Um, I think the, they made a brushless version, though, like from like version two or something. Now, now you're going to make me look that up because if it's already brushless and, you know, obviously that's a no brainer on getting it. And I would explain the price difference between the, the old CP and the, the new one. Uh, the other one that has caught my attention and again, mm-hmm. holy from Verizon, I, I've been bugging him to show me some video. The E Flight Mall, the, uh, oh, the yeah. high wing they have with the full cockpit. Yeah. He, Supposed to be doing some FPV footage from inside the cockpit to give you that full immersive feel because yeah. it is. I mean, it's it looks perfect for that. And I know you just got through saying you know safe sucks, but for FPV, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Think, this is the perfect application for it. Throw that that safe on, let it basically do the autopilot, and then you can you know get the full head tracking inside the cockpit. Look around, look out the windows, get that fully immersive feel. Uh, I, I I think that would be fun. So that that's on my list of of wish items for the summer purchase. Uh, I wish that I'll finish my night track that I'm building. Uh, I'm doing some clearing in the woods that surrounds my property, and part of it I've already run some of the Christmas lights I bought on clearance. You know, wrapped them around the trees, and, mm-hmm. and so that's one half of the yard is done. The other part goes down along the water's edge, although in the summertime, the water drops down in the swamp to just, you know, um, just veget- you know, just ground. And I need to work over on the other side where the ground hornet nest usually is. But I walked over there yesterday, and they don't seem to be active, so I can get in there and start clearing some of that, you know, undergrowth. Um, so, yeah, uh, I really want to put together a night track for, you know, like my little gremlin stuff. Because in the summertime here, it gets too hot to really be comfortable flying during the day. Nighttime just opens it up for you. It's real nice and cool. A little slight breeze. Um, you know, it's it's enjoyable. My wife wants me to build her a screen house for the backyard. So, nice. oh yeah, slap the uh, the goggles on, sit in a little screen house, and fly around. Yeah, it's on. Oh, so, no, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the that'll be the trick. So, uh, nice. the 3D farm. In fact, I just got a notice on Facebook that they're having their Huckaween. Dates announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three Farm is a little place a little bit north of me, about an hour and a half, two-hour drive. And big, giant, gorgeous field. Guy keeps it mowed fantastic, and he's super uh, generous about letting me come up and just hang out, you know, even when there's not events. Uh, so I can go up there and fly my Cessna and have plenty of room to stretch it out and just really enjoy flying it. And uh, so that's something I want to do, go up there, just a little overnight trip. Because the Cessna is phenomenal at night. That thing lights up like a lantern. And uh, he's got the room to do it. You can just go out there and just relax and fly and enjoy it. Oh, uh, nice. So that's that's Rusty. Thanks, Rusty. I have a few flight test planes that I brought back from Flight Fest South last year and have not broken them out of the cellophane and, and worked on them yet. So that is on the wish list for my build season that's about to come up. Mm-hmm. One of those is a Sportster, the FT Sportster, that I did actually start to build. I didn't finish. And I miss flying that plane. That has been probably my favorite plane out of all the flight test lineup really? at FT Sportster. Yes. Oh, it just it, it's it's fun to fly. It's 
It's, is that the one with the ailerons or no? It's got the ailerons. The Speedster okay. was the one that Speedsters had without. Yeah, the under camber. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sportster is just it's it's relaxing, fun to fly, but it, it's it's got the full um, aerobatics to it too. Yeah, I have uh, to try that one myself. Oh yeah, and, and it, that one I think would be fun to put the little uh, the uh, the micro swift, the mini swift. Uh, not Swift, the Split that that uh, Runcam has. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It has that little pod that gives you the, mm-hmm. the head tracking stuff that you can put the Swift into. I yeah. think that would go nice in the cockpit of that. Uh, yeah, it would, it would handle the weight. I don't, I don't doubt that. Um, so that that would be fun, and you know, if I decorate it up nice, it it would look cool. Uh, and then the last thing I got on my little wish list here is uh, I bought a, a Wraith, which is a little. Um, ground vehicle it's a rc car and yeah axial wraith yep mm-hmm. yeah the axial wraith and that is something i want to set up with fpv it's just a neat little vehicle i need to strip it out and do some work on some of the connection stuff the guy had the wrong side wrong style battery connectors on there for what i'm using for batteries so i can swap or swap everything out um but that one that one would be fun to and heck i could go through my my night course with that fpv you know just from the ground instead of the air oh yeah Dude, I was thinking about putting one of my vehicle-sized driving lights or spotlights on my little thing and driving around at night. FPV. Oh yeah, I, I, I got I got some of those little tiny uh, LED spotlights. Yeah, mm-hmm. super super bright. In fact, I had put one on my Versacopter year a couple of years ago uh, when I first moved here and was flying around the yard, lighting up the yard. You know, and flying FPV. Nice. That, was, that was awesome. I remember that video. I yeah, yeah, I that. remember that too. Yeah. So, yeah, that that was a good time. Yeah, like I tried the LED like strip lights, and and that didn't work. That looked good, but it didn't light up like you couldn't see. Yeah, yeah, unless it doesn't right have up. a good focus, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't see through the camera. You could see anything, but the other day I came across. Like I tinted all the windows in the Jeep, so I'm like, well, now that I tinted them, I have my reverse lights are like non-existent, so at night I can't see anything backing up. So I'm like, well, now I got to put in lights so I could see. And I'm like, <laughs> so I bought a couple of them like last year, and some are like low profile, just like six LEDs in this little housing. And I was looking at it, and I was like, man, I should throw that on the on one of my cars at night and do FPV. <laughs> my neighbors would be like, what is this now? <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Uh, scare the crap out of him. Have it on a switch, <laughs> like you turn it on and off. Because all I do to test it to see how bright it is is I hook it up to a three S battery, you know, twelve mm-hmm. volts, and I'm like, okay, this will work. With the FT planes, I still have that Simple Cub, brand new, like you know, speed build kit, just sitting on the shelf. That's that's one that I have electronics for and everything. And I should build it, so maybe I'll get that built this year too. And Fred, I was looking on Horizon Hobby because this whole Blade MCPX thing, they discontinued that. Yeah, they don't have well, that anymore. It's just a nano CPS. Maybe they that's have, a, maybe yeah, they have a 120 and they have a MC, MCPS. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's it could a, be that, the MCPS. One. Yep. Yeah, you know, know what I said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the MRS is. Uh, four channel it looks like fixed pitch. Let me see. Hold on. Let me let me drag up my uh my conversation with Pete. And uh, I don't know exactly. See, the, the funny did. thing is, this, the the MCPS to me is like the same thing as a nano CPS, but the price different, and one has safe and one 
No, they both have safe. So I don't, I don't... They both have safe. They're both um they have Sub-micro. direct drive tail rotors. Yeah. They're they're not They look exactly the same. I don't know if it's uh if oh. that's exact if it is or not. Oh yeah, yeah. But the MC sorry, the MCPS has the optional um brushless motor setup. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you can you can upgrade that to be upgrade, yeah. So yeah. you have to buy it at the standard price, throw out mm-hmm. all the perfectly good equipment, and then install the Yeah, why don't they just sell a, a brushless version? Yeah, I don't see why they don't just make a brushless version and make the canopy like yellow and be like, hey, here's a new one, right? Yeah, I mean you know that <laughs> some more money. Want that. Yeah. Why aren't you asking your buddy at Horizon Hobby? Oh, I I'm I'm gonna lay into him now. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, uh, also, also ask him why uh, they don't do a brushless motor for the tail because I feel like the tail could use uh, a brushless motor that you can reverse the motor would be pretty cool to get the really high pure weights and and uh, you know the tail holding that these things don't usually have. <laughs> and my other gripe is, can we get a hold of the guy that designs the the helicopter side of the website because it couldn't be more confusing. <laughs> There's like four or five different little <laughs> nanos, and if if I didn't notice, like I wouldn't even know the one was four channel. Yeah. Fixed pitch, man. Yeah, yeah, the fixed pitch is like, oh. Hey, so hey, I want I want his email and his number so I can talk to him. Hey, we, we could all be looking at a Tower Hobbies <laughs> website oh, yeah, right that's now. True. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that disaster. That is that is the this reason why Hobby goes failing. And I, you know, honestly. I, I don't know if we brought it up last time, but I, I wonder if that is part of the problem that they had is it was such a, I mean, it, man, oh, they did not involved with the times. I mean, that, that is their premier hobby online retailer for her hobby right? Like tower hobbies is that's like their retail store. That, that is their, their contact with the public. <laughs> yes. And it's terrible. You got to look up planes by motor glow sizes, which anyone getting into the hobby now that has no understanding what a 40, 60, or 90, any of that shit is. It's, oh, yeah. You know, same to the helicopter side when people say, oh, it's a 50 glow. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, man, like, I'm 50, and I would be walking into a board meeting going, dude, the website sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't have to be in one of these, what are they, Generation X or whatever the hell these kids are. I don't know, these wet Easy pants. Or, or whatever, yeah, whatever they, they are, are nowadays. Yeah. These snowflakes nowadays. I don't even have to be 21 with different colored socks and Mickey Mouse shoes to walk in and go, dude, the website sucks. Like, I'm 50 and I know it sucks. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, Methuselah, update the website. How old are you? And it's only been like that since <laughs> the dawn of time. I mean, every time I go on there, I'm like, Really? I gotta sift through this textbook again to try and find a part oh, or yeah, play. Seriously, right? Like, oh my I think god, that was your selling point, though. You know, the, you come come to Tower Hobbies. It's comfortable. You you recognize it. We've had the same website since 1989. Yeah, the only people that can get yeah. away with delivering <laughs> the same thing is, you know, UPS and freaking McDonald's. Man, everybody else has got to change with the times. And even McDonald's tried the McRib and the McLean. So I love on. the McRib. Mm. So let's 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 update. So the, I, it couldn't be any better that Horizon bought, you know, or bailed them out. And yeah, I think it's one of the best things out there, man. Yeah, I hopefully they, they fix that website or what, whatever. Take it down, rip it down. 
Yeah. Yeah. That I think I think you know Horizon does a better job with their website. So if they're going to continue it, yeah, I think that's going to be a must. Yeah, and if our buddies from Verizon is or from Horizon is listening, Horizon. Dude, you know I'm only kidding. kidding <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. Um, one of the other things I I want to add to my wish list, which I didn't mention, is I I want to get a new set of uh, FPV goggles. I know I mentioned it probably a while back, but um, really the only reason I don't fly this tiny whoop as much is because I hate setting up my my v- external video transmitter and plugging it in and then plugging the battery into the headset that I have, the old a- Attitude SDs. And, you know, because of the video transmitter, the built-in one is all messed up, it's broken, it's like, it's such a pain in the butt. And, you know, I really should just go and buy a, you know, Dominator SE or version 3 or whatever, I yeah. don't know what stupid names are. Um, or even a new one, that, that like $175, like, box in your face, whatever. That that uh, Fast Shark has, you know, maybe maybe I, I just do that, that, you know. I, yeah, have you I'm tried it? Really, really impressed with that. I got to, my hands on it at uh huh. I forget which event up at, at Hodges Field, and I could not believe how how clear it was. It just felt and looked good. So yeah, I was surprised. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I would love to do that, but with the glasses and my vision, I don't know, man. If there's anybody else out there who's got piss poor vision, wants to email me as what they recommend. They get the giant foam box ones, and you put the glasses on in, underneath them. Um, yeah, but my vision's like twenty two hundred, dude. I can't see two hundred elephants twenty feet away, man. It's really bad. Like I take my glasses off, it's it's bad. No, that's what I'm saying. You wear your glasses inside the inside the goggles. Have you ever yeah. thought about contacts? Just curious. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah, I I have them, but uh, nah, I'm married. What am I putting contacts in for? So you could wear regular <laughs> FPV goggles. <laughs> nah, it's too, it sounds like too much of a hassle. <laughs> no, like, do, well, Fred, do they make that kind of goggles that are that have a good screen, number one, and that actually do the head tracking? Well, I don't know. Um, like, so, like, you, the the head plays, which was the big popular one that you could wear glasses and the goggles at the same time, um, you could add the head tracking to it. Okay. So, and a lot of them, you're adding a head tracking system to it. Now, they're more recently, like the the Fat Shark goggles that Horizon had started selling. They they branded it for Horizon. Uh, those got me a little excited. I, I'm really tempted to buy a pair of them because it has the head tracking integrated wirelessly. Because right now, with my my goggles, uh, I have to connect a wire from it to the transmitter to have the tri- the the head tracking in the aircraft. Right. But the new goggles that works, you know, from Horizon, that works with your transmitter wirelessly. So it sends the head tracking information to the transmitter and then that sends it to the aircraft. So there's no you don't have to plug it in and fiddle with buttons and all that stuff. It's 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 a straight shot. So cuz that's the um only reason I would change what I have now is to get head tracking or I guess I could add head tracking now, but my the setup I have from a Hobby King is that cheap setup and sixty bucks, and it works, and it works pretty decent. Mm-hmm. It's just not, it's not immersive because the picture's so bad, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is sort of, but I also have the stand, you know, tripod with the TV that I got from Ready Made RC and the whole kit, and that was dynamite, man. I flew that for a couple of years. Yeah, I, 
I started off with a screen on the tripod, but I, I never got into it. I just didn't, like I said, the immersive feeling. Yeah. Uh, and and the funny thing is I had the original, um, well, not the original, it's the Predator 2s that uh, Fatshock put out. That was my first set of real goggles. And I thought they were great until I tried on a set of uh, the HDs up at, at Flight Test, and that ruined it for me. So yeah. uh, the Attitude V3s are real good. That They've got an excellent video. And I'll tell you, the, the run cam cameras that they have, uh, like the little Mini Swift, that's what mm-hmm. I have the little Mini Swift on my Gremlin, and the video quality is phenomenal. I mean, it's just gorgeous. Nice. Yeah, I think that's what either you or Alex said. You know, I wish I never tried these on because yeah, I had to buy them after I tried them on. Yes, that's that's <laughs> right. yeah, that's what happened to me. I it probably happened to Andre too. Although I I love listening to the old uh, After Hours podcast where they're talking about Andre flew so well under his like crappy teleporter ones. That's like the cheapest fat shark goggles they had. Yeah, and uh, and then when they put the good goggles on him, he could see all the stuff that he didn't notice before, as far as like. <laughs> And he flew a lot more carefully, so he didn't fly as well because you know yeah. he could actually see what he was aiming at. So, oh boy, I mean, I can't be the only guy out there that has glasses and flies these things, man. Or you know, there's got to be tons of guys out there. Yeah, they wear contact. Yeah. Oh, do they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, right. hey, Kevin said no picking on Kevin this episode. Uh, I, I, I never about, said Fred? that. I thought that's what we agreed on. Come on, I thought that's what the whole podcast was about—picking on me. <laughs> So, anybody have any other wish to their yeah, wish I mean, list? Not, not like wish to buy stuff, but I really wish to progress in my maneuvers and flying level. That's a big thing I've been working on this last, I would say, since the beginning of the year. Um, I've been really working on that, and and that's one of the reasons why I went and spent almost a thousand dollars for a fifty dollar app. Is so I could just sim, you know, like I just want to get back and sim as much as possible so that I feel comfortable enough to do these maneuvers in real life. And I feel like, you know, I've definitely my last simming session, I felt like, okay, I'm just like, I'm not thinking about doing stuff, I'm just doing stuff. And it looks pretty good and it looks like I'm in control 80% of the time. So, <laughs> so I'm like, you know, it's like, at this point, I'm like, I'm I'm ready to do it on the oxy, you know. I'm ready to to bring it to real life and try it on the oxys, but um, I still need to get more and more comfortable. As you know, even though I can do it, it's still a lot of it's very ugly, <laughs> ugly maneuvers, and and you know, I, I need to definitely clean that up. So I want to get better. I want to definitely get much much better at at flying these helis. No, I think your your flying's gotten really good, man. I think you're really getting good with the orientations just from watching the last like couple months yeah yeah i'm really getting comfortable with orientation like you know i still can't do like i can't do anything the other way <laughs> you know you hear about a lot of people like oh i want to learn to do this way and the opposite way no i, I could do things one way and that's it um and it's it all does come down to that orientation like even though i know i can bail myself out of most issues or you know, when the helicopter's falling, but I just, you know, trying to fly inverted clockwise, you know, tail end, just, uh, I don't know. You know, I'm not comfortable with that yet. Yeah. Uh, I do want to get, <laughs> I want to buy so much. 
um, I do want to get a new ground transmitter. Now I know this is not really related to RC flight. Yeah. But I have, I have like the Tamiya, you know, um, Wild Willy, and I have a drift car, and I have a slash four by four. Now I have this Baja Five B, you know, uh, fifth scale gasoline buggy. And I also have this little like 10 scale monster truck and stuff. So like I have all these ground cars and they all have their own transmitter. And with the 5B, the the Baja, you know, it's a fit scale. It's awesome thing that, you know, that it's loud and noisy and takes gasoline and smells like gas and just, you know, everything about it's great. But then I have this freaking 72 megahertz um, antenna that coming out of my you know, of the RC car and then this pull-out antenna that I have on my hand, you know, and it's like, you know, at this point, I was like, oh, man, I really want to get new ground transmitters to fit the bill for all of them. So I've been looking. That might be, That's another thing on my wish list. Like I said, it's not air-related, but it is RC-related, and it's something that I, I spend time with Chloe and her, you know, because she likes the RC cars now, so so give oh, me something cool. to do. Yeah. So I'm looking. You know you know who had a good one? Um. Uh, what was his name? Shit, I forgot his name. Oh, the guy at Neff, the kid? Yeah. Jacob. Jacob. Was it Jacob? Yeah, Jacob, Jacob. Mc, Mc, Mike Casina. Jake, because we're calling yeah, him Jake. So, so, uh, yeah, Jacob, he had this... Um, he had like four cars there. He had four cars, but he had this pretty awesome transmitter. It was an FR... Uh, sorry, FLY Fly Sky. Which yeah, is funny that transmitter because, was yep. badass, dude. Which is because it's not flying; it's on the ground. But the company is FlySky, and it uses um, FHSS or whatever. But anyways, it's two point four gigahertz. It uses uh, like an I don't know what the app is, but it almost looks like a, a race firmware or or whatever. But basically, he has a touchscreen and he can set everything and anything to it. Like yeah. it's. Com- Completely open to customize, customize. So it's like having a Tyrannus, but for ground almost. You know what I mean? Like that kind of like with like think of a, a Tyrannus with open um, open TX, and you know, and then you have like the ground version. So you could just do whatever you need to do, um, which will work, I think, great for having like a, an idle and stuff for the gas Baja, and then also for like the drifting stuff. You know, I wanna I wanna be able to. Um, add some braking and stuff like that when I'm not, you know, on the gas and stuff. So trail braking and stuff. So yeah, I mean, and he he said it was like a hundred bucks or something, which was or like a hundred twenty. Can't go wrong for that. That's amazing because that had a lot of features in it. Oh, it had all the features. It just it had everything I could think of. You know, every feature it had in it, it had in it. Yes, it had all of them. <laughs> it had all of them. <laughs> No, it was like touchscreen too, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a little like it was like, like a, a palm, like you use a little uh, stylus, right? Uh, but yeah, it was touchscreen. So, um, so yeah, I'll probably you know I might I might just buy that. I don't know. Let me wait. Let me wait. I just spent a bunch of money on computer parts. Let me let me wait. And and, and then wait till it grows oh. back all that money. Until yeah, so next episode. Until next episode. Say, yeah, <laughs> look what I got. <laughs> Oh, by the way, they do have it on eBay for one twenty nine. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh boy! You know, I found that eBay is pretty bad. But when you like get into this hobby, like YouTube is pretty bad too, man. Like mm-hmm. you see all the like, I'm um, like, okay, I need that. I want that. I want that. And it's just like 
these people you don't even know are costing you money big time yeah yeah it's crazy and try to explain that to the wife well it's bill's fault who's bill i don't know this guy on youtube it's his fault i'm not talking about bill don't poke the bear bill I'm talking about just a random guy bill yeah i mean you know what it is it's that you see you see these uh these folks and they're like oh this is cool yeah i could use something like that and the next thing you, know, you go buy it and then they sit there and you know it's all idea spawning i think you know? yeah Right, exactly. Like I'm like, okay, I could use that and use that. You know what I started doing too? It has nothing to do with a hobby, and I might edit this out. Is you know how? Well, it does have a little bit to do with a hobby. You know how we were at Neff and you were looking for that that cable. I started to go through all my old. I have like two bags of cables, like just mm-hmm. two like Ziploc bags, really large ones. And I I said, you know what? I'm going to throw most of this out. They're like RCA cables from back in the day and all that kind sure, of stuff. Right. Huh? So I, I sifted through those and I came across a couple of them that I know are, you know, you could actually, aren't just charging cables that are, you know, could transmit through. Yeah. Um, and I probably key. tested <laughs> out with the Mobius, but yeah, I'm mean, like, you know what, if I can get a regular size one and a micro USB one together, it's normally what everybody needs, you know, I'll throw that and maybe my, my kit or whatever you know that i bring to the field mm-hmm. and so that sparked me going online and they do actually make and i don't think you can i think it's just for charging only but they i typed in you know i don't even know if they made such a thing multiple usb and they like make a single usb plug into your computer and they have like four outputs you know for all the different phones and all the different oh yeah types of things that you might need nice yeah. and you can charge them all at the same time if you want yeah which I didn't even know existed, uh, you know, 50. So um, I, I'm probably going to pick up one of those, too, because I think that's pretty pretty handy to have something like that. Yeah, yeah, just having all the connectors. I mean, yeah, that's annoying because at Neff, it was like, oh, my God, I forgot to use. I mean, besides, I forgot my Oxy, too. Uh, but it was like, oh, my God, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot a USB cable sucks, you know, and it's like all, all I need is a USB cable, and I was able to f- flash that firmware and and get that that plane flying so i had to like go back to the hotel and go back and forth and then i borrowed dave's and then i forgot to give it back to dave you know so yeah, and we like, stopped at two different gas stations looking for him. yeah looking for it and everything was micro usb because mini usb is just being phased out completely except yep. for the rc industry i guess i guess <laughs> so but yeah yeah um so anyway, that's good though. You know, get get those cables all sorted so you have them, and then I can borrow them when I need them. Yeah, exactly, man. Or anybody. On a side note, I've installed this version of Windows like fifteen times. Now it's the first time that this freaking computer's been on long enough to mm. tell me that the version of Windows ten that I have will be outdated tomorrow. <laughs> what what I don't understand is like it's a brand new copy and. This version 1607, I guess, is now being outdated. I mean, uh, you know, whatever. That's stupid. (laughs) So now I'm sitting here waiting for Windows 10 to download Windows 10 to install Windows 10 on top of Windows 10. What the hell? Give me a a Mac any day. That's like Windows 40. I know, right? You add it all together. It's like. You know, I'm in the future now. 83%, by the way. Uh, on another note, that Fly Sky ground transmitter I'm looking at. Yeah. 
it's nonetheless I could get it for like one twenty something, which is an awesome deal. Comes with a receiver, but the receivers are fifteen bucks each. Oh, oh that's badass. Oh, I'm like. I, I just want to pull the trigger and spend like $200 and get it for all my cars. But no, no, I'm going to, I got enough projects. That reminds me. I got to get a Neo down the road, man. Yes. Oh, for the Oxy four. Oh, uh, for the Oxy four. Yeah. You don't have another one. You don't have an extra one from like the 380, 570 or something. I do, but it's that crap one I have. One that kept giving me the vibrations and wrecked my 380. Check it, make sure that the case isn't broken, because it could be something as simple as the case being broken. All if right, I'll any check it. of those four tabs, if one out of the four tabs is broken and it's not like you don't purposely tape down the case, that board inside will flop everywhere. It'll get I'll so much vibration. It. So, so that might be it. It might be something as simple as a $15 replacement case to fix that. Well, it might have got broken when I took a hammer to it, too, but I'll check it. Sure, it yeah, like. that, that might. <laughs> um, and also, depending on what version it is, I might have either the Lynx case, aluminum one, or, I mean, I, I probably have, I would think I still have one extra. If aluminum? Not, no, yeah, either one or three extra aluminum. I, I think I'm only using one right now. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at it. You know the the Doug Darby one. So yeah, let me know. I mean, if you know, yeah. you could you could take those. You could try one of those out if if that is the problem, and and maybe that's it. You know, maybe that'll fix your the that issue. That would be cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's see uh, if there's nothing else for the main topic. Uh, for our listeners, though, why not let us know what your flying season wish list is, and maybe we'll we'll talk about the next episode or we'll start a little thread on facebook yes start a facebook thread or on the forums and you know make sure um yeah you tag us on it and let's uh let's talk about it let's see because that'd be interesting to know what people kind of looking for oh i have another one hey i want to add another one (laughs) one of my 2018 fly season wish list is to freaking get this isdt charger going (laughs) because it's been sitting in front of me I, I don't know, since I got it, since since uh, OHB, because that's when I bought the charger. And I've had the case even longer than that when you gave me the case from, uh, yeah. So, like, I don't know. I need to build a top plate for it or whatever and get all that stuff going. But You yeah. got a printer now, man. Yeah, but I don't think I can print big enough. I think the case is bigger than my build surface. Eh, you're going to have to glue it together. I could try. I could do a two-piece. You could do yeah, a two-piece and do ABS. Do Acetone weld them together. I don't mean. I don't even if I just freaking join them together. Like if they're just, you know, sitting next to each other and bolted down, that'd be fine. I don't. You know what I just printed, and it's the dumbest thing, and it has nothing to do with the hobby. I just printed. And you're gonna laugh when I say it. Two salt and pepper shakers, and the reason I I like to have salt and pepper with me in the van where I'm working because sometimes I grab like a sandwich or hard boiled eggs or something like that. And I like to have it. So the great thing about this is it uses bottle caps from like your basic, like whatever Pepsi bottles or soda bottles or, uh huh. And it goes on each side. So you can completely cap it. So it's not when you want to use it, unscrew it and shake it out and put it back in. And it's got little holes in it and everything. And I tried one on the mini, the Lutzbot mini, and it came out okay. And I had to actually drill holes in it the stupid printer 
that I freaking built myself actually printed this thing better than the other one at the because I think because of the size. Mm. It printed out the little holes and everything, man. Nice. I'm shocked at how well it's printing, man. I just every time I mention it, I'm like amazed. I want to mention this because Mark got an A net A eight. But any any of our listeners that have a A net A eight, um I know Mark mentioned that there's a new there's a firmware we should upgrade because it has like the one that the firmware that comes with this uh, a lot of the protection has been turned off to just optimize, you know, and making it compatible to build like 3D print stuff. But I think some of the the I don't know um, software safety I guess uh, triggers are turned off like you know. Something overheats and burns. It'll just keep burning. Sensing, yeah, yeah, like that stuff. I haven't noticed anything. But one thing that I have noticed that my three D printer recently had to fix was my heated bed. The connector that it uses to—it's like a five pin, kind of like a Morris connector almost—that um, connects the wiring to the heated bed. It uses like a pin, kind of like a servo connector. Like it has like a pin, and then like you know something that covers the pin and basically joints connection. But it was I always noticed the positives I had scorch marks on it. And then all of a sudden it's my heated bit stopped working and it would only work if I hold the cable in a certain way. So like I guess it kind of burnt itself out. So one of the things I did is just, you know, I just soldered the wires directly to the the board. And yeah. now it's perfect. It works fantastic. Um but more recently I've been printing out <laughs> Like stupid, like and not stupid, but you know how you you you're printing out some tool holders and stuff, and like you have something for your CA. Yeah, I have these like Ryobi. They're called Docket, and they're like you know um, bits, right? Like they open up, and there's like there's drill yeah, yeah. bits, and there's oxidized black bits, and there's impact bits, and regular bits, and I have all these like different Docket things. I don't want to go and spend the ten dollars, twenty dollars, whatever it is for like the actual Docket mount that you can buy. So I just designed on Tinkercad this little like shelf thing that has like a five degree um, little angle to it. So they just slide right in and each mount is like the top or bottom of the next mount. So with that, I just, you know, I printed out four of these and now I can put all four of them, you know, underneath my shelf in the garage. So uh, one of the things I've been working on is that garage. I've been sheetrocking and insulating the walls. And as I do that, I start I started putting my crap back on the walls, mounting like shelves and mounting um, my helicopters. Like I have an oxy wall has all my oxys on it. And like I was like, you know, like I have a shelf here and right underneath be perfect for these things. So I 3D printed that and I did get my TV mounted because that was one of the first things I had to do. I had to build the wall so that I I could mount my 37 inch TV in in the garage. So so that's cool. That's the first thing you gotta do that first. Yeah, even though it's plugged in, I don't have, I don't even have an HDMI cable or anything going to it, but it's gotta it's gotta be the first thing. I need to get a Chromecast first. I could just stream shit to it. That'd oh cool. yeah, I love my Chromecast. Yeah, you kids in your Chromecast. Uh, so yeah, I guess let's move to news and announcements. If no one else has anything else, all right, news and announcements. Nice. Good to get nice, everyone in the house again. Thank you, uh, Don Pardo. <laughs> All right. So what do we got for news and announcements? Well, there's nothing written here. That doesn't <laughs> surprise me. 
But no. all this time we were talking about Horizon Hobby, I went on the site and I saw an F-18F Super Hornet that they're coming out with, or they came out with, and uh, I guess it's they're releasing it later in May. It's a 70 millimeter ducted fan jet. I'm a real big fan of the F-18. I love that. I think it's uh, one of the best looking fighter jets that we ever came out with. It's a pretty awesome, man. It's It's 270, and I know last time I bitched about how much... You know the the Mustang cost two seventy, and you really don't get get a lot. I actually think you get quite a bit for your money on this. You get twelve bladed EDF and uh, retracts and flaps. Runs on a six S lipo, and it looks like it's a pretty decent size too. It's thirty four inch wingspan, which I know doesn't sound like a lot, but I mean yeah. But the length is what the length is 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 forty eight inches roughly. Yeah, so um, four feet. You know, it's pretty big. Yeah, it's pretty big plane, man. That's something I would try. I've always wanted the FMS F-16. Oh, that's a wish list item, I guess. Uh, I just can't get myself to spend the money. It's not that it's a lot. It's just that I know it's going to be hard to fly. Um, really? Yeah. Now, see, I, I don't think it would be that hard to fly. I don't know. I, you know what it is? I, after I flew my P-47 Razorback, Thunderbolt, whatever it is, the FMS plane, which... I mean, granted, it's a warbird, but I mean that was that was a that was a nervous maiden and a nervous flight after that, you know. And it's it's not it's because it's a it was a birthday gift and you know like for my wife and I kind of want to keep it in good condition, you know. I've opted to not really fly it, but which is the wrong thing. Like I should be flying it. So I think um, when I. I guess maybe, yeah. At definitely this year when we have some calm days, I'm gonna bring it. When we have the the plane fun flies, you know, um, I'm gonna bring it so that yeah. I, I have something to fly during the the plane sessions, you know. Since our club is cool and they like to do the plane and helicopters, kind of like give turns. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, news announcement that is pretty cool. I definitely would love to get an F-18. I don't know. It's I'm a fan of this plane i don't know if this i don't think it's the one they used in top gun because that one had the yeah it looks similar to that one but oh, i think that's the f-14 top gun one had the, yeah top, that's f-14 that's right with the sweep back wings yeah. yeah this one's got the straight wings it's kind of got the the f-18 is the uh one of the blue hornet uh, the yeah yeah the the blue is blue it blue angels? hornets blue angels blue angels yes sir, yeah current flying and what's cool with them is they're all balloretti they're just blue colored um, they they strip that paint off, put the regular battle color on, and they they have all the hookups ready for their munitions. Nice. Oh, that's crazy, man! I didn't know that. Yeah, that that's pretty awesome. How'd you like to go up against those guys in combat? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but yeah, this looks pretty cool, man. I, that's all I saw on Horizon. Yeah, I mean, this does look really nice. We mentioned the other ones. Damn. I regret that I do not have more details on the story, but I remember coming across something this week. Um, apparently up in Washington, D.C., the, the, the area surrounding D.C., the, for the, the restricted airspace area, they've completely shut down all FPV flight. Um, I mean, just cross-board. Even even at dedicated flying fields, they've shut down the... Uh, the one of the, the clubs up there was putting out an announcement. Uh, the AMA was letting folks know. Uh, apparently, they, yeah, they, they closed down it, all drone races, all everything has been closed down and within that, you know, Restricted flight area, apparently. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. And I'm not sure what the point of that is. Um, you know, unless the FPV frequencies are messing with something, because you know, if you're letting someone fly line of sight right next to you, 
but you can't have a drone race or a flying wing, you know, wing race. What's, what's the difference? Um, not quite sure. Other than the fact that you're using FPV, you're in the same flight area, you're not going beyond that, that area you're, you're doing at a designated model area, but they, they're announcing that they're closing it down during, you know, until hmm. from so wait a minute, they just shut down FPV flight or they shut down all flight, including FPV at just the FPV. And that's what I said. That didn't make sense. I can understand yeah, that. It doesn't. Yeah. There's so the, the, I'll have to try to find it and I'll put a link to it on the, on the Facebook page if I find it. Um, but yeah, that, that seemed weird to me. All right. I'm going to have an Alex Jones moment and I know I've had one before and I, I, I constantly think this is, they're so afraid of somebody getting video of somebody else doing something. I don't know. Hillary Clinton dumping bodies somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what they're afraid of, but I always think it's that because what other, what other, I mean, the, and they obviously have no idea. Like, obviously, when you listen to this poor guy from from uh, Facebook who was sitting in Congress and it reminded me of Iron Man 2, my favorite movie, where he's in front of the senators and stuff like that. It's like, and, and he didn't even get, there was no reason for him to even be there. I mean, I don't know, I'm going off on topic, but when you get him that that's that's sitting there in front of these senators and that one of them's like, well, I don't understand. How do you make money on your website if you don't charge people to use it? Yeah, that was painful to watch. That was absolutely painful. You know, the worst part of it to me is, yeah, we don't expect these uh, politicians to have any tech savvy. But wasn't there some millennial intern there that could have proofread some of these questions that, yeah, that's not relevant. Uh, you know, who, who was writing the questions for these politicians that they're bringing up to the hearing? I mean, I kind of understood where Ted Cruz was coming from. I'm, and I know this interests no one but me, but uh you know, he was like, you know, are you giving equal time more or less to the other side? Or are you banning people based on, you know, whether they're Republican or Who Democrat? Cares? And Who cares? That, was, that was his it, whole thing. But isn't and, right. a private business? So shouldn't they have the right to, you know, that's where it, I thought that was a little crazy. Because, you know, do they give equal time on Fox News, you know, and or, or CNN, any of those? So, yeah, for them to grill Facebook, which is a, you know, private business. Yeah. They, you don't they, have to join Facebook. Right. They, they get, dude, the government gets nervous when anybody becomes big. And this is, and my, the whole time I was, besides Iron Man 2, uh, I, the whole time <laughs> that was going on, I was thinking to myself, you know what? They're a little worried that us stupid, idiotic citizens are getting together on a platform and communicating where they can't control it. That's what they're worried about. They're worried about us talking to each other because the the whole division and everything that i that in this country man it just it just it benefits them to have us not speaking to each other no matter oh, yeah. which side so i think they get a little nervous when a you have a monopoly and b you have a huge open communication you know between everybody i mean there's a lot of stuff that goes around on facebook that immediately people know oh that that's what happened there you know oh yeah so I don't know. I don't know what the whole point of my story was, but uh that's right. I, with the whole Washington thing, I always <laughs> think that you know the eye in the sky. Like obviously they have no idea. Like oh that dude, that thing is only good for you know twenty five uh milliwatt signal is only good for what a thousand yards or whatever. You know maybe. And you know it's like they have no idea about that. They don't have no idea about battery life on those things. They no. you know they they probably think it could stay up for a month. You know. 
So that they're probably worried about that kind of stuff. Well, by the time they get caught up to the stuff that we have now, yeah, that will be able to stay up for a month at a time. But yeah, yeah, very true. All right, so that's that's it for the political part of the show. <laughs> Speaking of God, <coughs> um, I'm only kidding. You're killing oh, me. Boy. You're killing me. So, so we're done with news so and announcements. So what's next for you with the hobby? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's next for you? Huh? What's next for you, Steve? I'm going to ask you because you started off what yes. you've been up to. All right. So what's next for me in a hobby? He's going to be buying a new radio. <laughs> no. No, no, that, that, that's a wish list that's coming true because I already pre-ordered I, that. I and and recently selling the seven six X and the Galway X seven. Like I have the rest of the money for it, basically. Like once those two things are, I get the cash for those. I I have the money for the radio, so I don't have to spend an, an extra eight hundred thousand dollars, whatever it is, out of my pocket. Um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm getting a new transmitter when it comes out. Whenever mikado releases it um oh, I, I was talking about the little ground pounder one you were talking about. oh yeah yeah the ground one too and you know it's really bad i go to horizon hobby and then um <clears throat> you know i'm looking at the f18 and then you know one oh, of the geez. the bottom ads is just that ix12 it's just staring at me and i'm like man man i should just buy that too no <laughs> no 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 i'm shaking my head no 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 i'm i'm actually a little tempted with the dx8 that they got coming out the new one yeah 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 the one yeah, that they they allow they the budget one for the, yeah. it's the same price as the dx6 almost yeah the dx80 or whatever it's called or yeah the 80 yeah that's yeah. what it was yeah yeah it's the one that uh they kind of leaked on yeah, a video yeah 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 i think that's gonna be a pretty cool radio um i think the ix12 is probably cool i, I know our our friend mike um the planker channel friend he is uh he had one on pre-order for the longest time and i think he said that it shipped so he should be getting it in you know any day now and then i'm curious to see it at the field so yeah. i want to check it out uh yeah, yeah but what's next for cool, me the hobby basically i'm gonna be simming i'm gonna be i'm gonna fly this weekend gotta figure out either saturday or sunday wife already asked me what day am i flying so I said i gotta check the weather but uh i'll let her know um besides that i didn't i didn't i, I kind of skipped over this on my house everyone's weekend but uh the oxy 4 was recently rebuilt but this past saturday i i drove in the oxy 2 um kevin and i were doing a tandem flight and i was doing some tiktoks really low and the tail kicked out and then the tail went into the dirt so it was no longer tandem it was no longer tandem. Um, what's kind of funny about it is I it like it was like a main gear got like a tooth missing because I hit throttle hold right away. Um, but I sheared the spindle off at the head block, so each main grip had a little piece of the spindle with the bolt, um, and I lost all the dampeners and whatever was in the head block. So uh, the only reason I, I'm not back in the air is because I don't have. Um, the dampener, so I, I have to order those. So I got that ordered in. Um, I I was working on the N7 from, so I got to still work on that. But I, it's funny because you know it's always the case. I get I get that N7 and it has stripped transmission gears. I replace the transmission gears. Everything's all fine and dandy. I start putting the the main shaft back in. Get that bolted in. I put the the main shaft collar, the main the collar, and of course I'm tweaking it down. And I was like. 
Oh no no wait, I think I have it upside down. No. Well, let me loosen it and make sure it's tight on the the main block here. I loosen it and goes crack, and I'm like, okay, I just sheared off the bolt. So, so I'm like, okay, whatever. It's a freaking five dollar collar and like a five dollar bolt. Don't ask me why it's separate, but it is. So it's not an expensive part per se. It's just annoying that I have to order it. (laughs) So that's still sitting on my bench. Um, So that's I gotta work on that. That, that's those parts are on order. Uh, I got to put the canopies on. I have these two new uh, Black Thunder Black Nitro canopies, so I got to build those helis back up with the new canopies. It's gonna be interesting because I have Doug Darby's fly ballers mount, so I kind of have to take that mount off to get to the nylon bolts to get the tail off. So it'll be interesting to kind of work through those. Also, I got a a blade 270 CFX. Talking about blade helicopters uh, earlier, um, it's not mine. It's Tony's, our club uh, sergeant of arms. He has not had very good luck with this helicopter. And, you know, he, he's crashed a couple of times and I rebuilt, you know, he's rebuilt it and he wanted me to check it over. And we're doing a setup on the helicopter, like brand new with the manual, redoing the radio and everything. And I noticed that like his flybrows, you know, wasn't responding right. You know, I would like move. Like in the settings, I would be able to move each servo and everything would move correct directions. But then, like in the flight mode, like regular, you know, booted up sequence, it would basically like one servo would move a little bit and would wouldn't move right. Like shit was just messed up. Something was wrong. So I told him to send it in. He sent in the this is this is Horizon hobby for you. This is just online hobby support, I guess. Oh boy. Um, he sends in the unit. The fly bars, you know, it's an AR-636 or 635 or whatever the safe, you know, fly barless, uh, you know, unit and receiver built in the two-in-one, right? He sends that in, and they said, we can't do anything without the helicopter. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, like, you are E-Flight. You are Horizon Hobby. You don't have any helicopter you can throw that thing in and test it? Are you serious? How do you test your components? hook it up to you know some testing software sure that'd be one way another way is to put in a damn helicopter and fly it (laughs) right i mean it's not brain surgery like we're not doing life or death stuff like i don't understand oh you need to send a helicopter he was like no forget that then did he send it to horizon or did he send it to washington dc he sent it to horizon there's support (laughs) he put a support ticket in and 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 sent it in, and then they sent it back to him saying that without the helicopter we can't te- properly test this thing. And he was just like, "Wait a minute, what do you mean? Like your Horizon hobby, and you can't take your your another two seventy CFX or three hundred CFX or any any of those helis and just plop it in there and test it, or just out of the good nature of the hobby, just send them a replacement. Who cares?" The final value of that that receiver flybrows unit to Horizon Hobby, it's probably like five bucks, you know. And what is that to a, a company? Not much. It's like you know, he's like, "What am I going to do with this?" And I'm just like, you know what? Let me see. So I told him I'm going to try to source out an AR seventy two hundred B stacks, old school, no safe, none of that bullshit. Give me Old a school a, boy. Give me a flybrows unit receiver combo that works. I know this works because Mike Longo flies it in his helicopters every weekend with no problems. I flew like crazy on my Blade 450X back in the day, no problems. I even had that in a Goblin 380 when I first built that because 
Right. You know, I was waiting for a, uh, what the hell was that called? Uh, an icon or a brain. So until I got that, I just threw that in there. And it works. So you know what? Let me talk to Mike because he is Mr. AR-7200 with all his four identical helicopters, the identical setup. And I was like, dude, do you have an extra 7200 B6? He's like, I have one, but the antenna got ripped off, so I'm not going to fly it. I, you know, I don't trust it. And I was like, oh, but I mean, that's just one antenna. Like, just run the satellite. You'll be fine. And he's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not. You know, like he runs the satellite, but he, his machines have to be identical with each other. And one having an antenna just chopped off at the tip. It's not good enough for him. So so he was like, here, you could have it. Oh, wow. So he gave it to me. I've that that like next night I installed it. I did the setup. I didn't do the pitch setup because I didn't have a, a pitch gauge in the house. Like it's in the garage. I was just too lazy. But that's all that I need to do. I have to set up the pitch to six degrees of cyclic and it's ready to be made again and flown. And I know it's going to fly right because that fly browser unit flies right all the time. Like I've never had a problem with the beef stack. So sweet. So yeah, so I'll be working on that uh, just to get the final wrap up, you know, kneading up the wires and zip tie them all down. And then I have the blades. Uh, it's it's already bound to my DX9 and set up. So I'm going to test fly this weekend. If it, everything goes good, I'll take my DX9. Oh, no, he has a DX6, so it won't work. So yeah, we'll just program his DX6 with the settings, the default settings, and then He'll be all good to go. He doesn't use safe anyways or rescue or anything. He's like, I don't use that shit anyways. Don't so, you have um the DX6 that I gave you? No, but he has a newer DX6. It's like the just a DX6. The oh. Gen 2, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, those use a different programming than the older DX6Is and also yeah. the DX9s or DX8s. So. Oh. Yeah. So, so it's not a big deal. It's like we have the manual. You just set the thing to the manual's defaults and then he should yeah, be it'll probably take the 10 minutes yeah yeah, yeah. the helicopter is already going to be set up so he binds to it sets up his radio he'll be good to go and um I, i'm actually interested in flying this thing again with the b6 because i flew with the 636 or whatever that f- receiver was and it felt very slow and sluggish to me but i know this this thing you know the b6 the 7200s that's just like you know, it's a really good flybrush unit. I, you know, if, if I was in Mikado, I'd probably, you know, I mean, Icon is better, but <laughs> for what it is at the time, it, it does fly it good. What, yeah. yeah. You know? I can see all the Horizon sponsorships you were going to get flying away. Oh, I'm I'm not looking forward to any Horizon. <laughs> I don't think I would accept any sponsorship for Horizon Hobby. Come on. <laughs> Seriously. I would. We went from Wishlist to Horizon Bash Session. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. You know, like I, you know, I, I really do respect and like Horizon Hobby, but when I heard him say that to me, I was just like, really? Because I had a problem with the six three six or six three five, whatever that the safe um, gyro receiver on a Sukhoi, and they sent me a new one. Like no questions asked. They're just like, yeah, we couldn't really reproduce the issue, but. You know, we're going to just set your replacement so that, you know, make sure that, you know, you're happy, which is, in my opinion, a big thing that they did at a very small cost to them. And they could have done something like that with this, too. So, all right. Off my soapbox, off my rant. Um, But, yeah, that, that'll that get going this week uh, for Tony. Besides that, yeah, I got to put up the I have a Hobbywing 200 amp I'm going to sell. 
and a 4535 460 KV X Nova motor. You know, that the ESC brand new was 450 and the motor was 550 brand new. So I'm thinking if I can get like either a combo deal for 500 for both or maybe 300 each, um, PayPal ships, you know. So I'm going to, I'm probably just going to post it on Facebook, on, um, on eBay. I don't really want to deal with selling something on Facebook. I just, I just kind of want to sell it, be done with it, you know? Yeah. So do that. Or, or I might just throw it on Facebook. I'll see. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what it is? It's like I cut the leads down on the, the ESE because I had a Mikado UI sensor. So like to not have like a mile of cable, I cut down the leads. So they're only about like two inches off the ESC. So I'm sure someone's going to be like, oh, they're too short or this or that, you know? And like, as long as I put it in writing on eBay, it's like, there's nothing they can dispute. It is what it is. The yeah. pictures show it, the description say, states it, you know? But on Facebook, you people will be, oh, well, no, 300, I'll, make you, I'll give you 200 for it, you know? Like, no, <laughs> fuck off. It's, it's a $400 ESC, um, you know? It's, it's, it's Hobby Wings Premier 200 amp, like the biggest ESC you could get. Um, and, and I'll, I'll probably even throw in a, a 14S Griffon, uh, BEC with it for free just because I don't need any of that shit anymore, but I don't want to hear any low ballers or people just bitch about it. But and if any of our listeners want, want it, that's the price. It is. The I'll give you 50 bucks for it. Cause you know, you cut those wires way down. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cut those wires off and then I'll sell you <laughs> 50 bucks. All right. <laughs> How about that? I'll take it. No, it's still a bargain. You fucking just started some new leads on it. I know. I mean, it is a good ESC. It's good motor and ESC combo. I've used it for like 20 flights, and then I and then I benched the 766. So, so it's all the the hardware, the electronics in the 766 that's going. Um, I actually I don't even know what I'm gonna do, Kevin. Actually, I should talk to you if you buy that Black Thunder Sport. I also have a power system off the Gowie X7 that I guess I would sell, or I don't oh, know what shit, I would do. Dude. With it. And that's yeah. a Scorpion 130, which is an awesome ESC because it has the telemetry all built in and the programming all built into the V control. And then uh, 50 and bucks then, for that. And then the next Nova, you know, 4530, no, 4525, 530 KV, uh, which is a great 700 motor. Yeah. So, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. If you want, you know, we'll talk. All right. Besides that, I am on a mad dash to get the garage finished. I've, a little more than 80% done with one side of the, the garage as far as sheetrock and, you know, sheetrock insulation and making sure that if I have an outlet there that I actually run the wires and terminate the outlets. Yeah, that's always uh, good. You know, this is that main side where the door and my two windows are. So they're, it's actually the harder side because I've cut holes and reframed windows and refra- and framed the door. So there's like... There's, it's not a 15-inch gap between each stud. Some of them are shorter. Some of them, you know, are really short. So I have to kind of stuff insulation wherever I can. So once I get that stuff done, the back wall and the right side wall, they're all standard 15-inch gap. I could just stick the R13s in there and then push rock up. There's no, you know, the, the number of outlets also reduce as I work around um, to that side. I'm putting all my tables on casters so I can roll them around the uh, the workshop. So I got one more table to put casters on. And then I have a, uh, what is that, a table saw that I want to put casters on there too. So I could kind of wheel that outside the shop when I want to do some dirty work, you know, and then wheel it back in when, I, when I'm done. 
So yeah, a lot of work on the garage. I do have to purge the garage. So I'm gonna probably either like like you, Kevin, bring a couple of these planes to either an event or the club meeting, or just you know, just bring it. I think I'll start with the hardcore group that we're yeah. part of on Facebook and see if anybody wants it there. And so I'll probably get rid of one of the AR, uh, the RA cores uh, plane because I have one that you gave me and I have mine, the yellow one that's faded to be like lime green now. I only want to keep one of them because I'm going to take one of them and brace them like the West Michigan Park Flyer and see if I could get it to fly better. The P-47, the Cubs going up. And then I have like an Eindecker that I never flew, that red one. I might maiden it, fly it, and then give it away. And then I got to do that battery maintenance. I got to like go through all my batteries and either dispose of it or balance them, make sure they're balanced and, and, you know, maybe put it, I have a, I have a refrigerator in the garage. So maybe I should just put them in the refrigerator for like a long, long term storage. One of the top things is I got to pick a day or two this week or next week. Get that vegan done. It's got to get done. done. Oh yeah. I'll definitely uh, post pictures. Yeah, if you've heard it here and you will see online on our Facebook page, I will start posting pictures once I continue to build and when I start painting the sucker because in true Steve fashion, I think it's going to be orange and obnoxious in the air. So Cool. All right. What's next for you, Fred? Oh, oh, me. So a while back, I mentioned that I went to an estate sale for one of our club members mm-hmm. and I got some planes in addition to the the vampire that I actually wanted. And one of them was the mini GWS Tiger Moth, that old, old school. Yeah. And uh, it, they had a micro receiver in it. Instead of, you know, and it wasn't even the micro receiver that was the problem. They had these micro servos, so these little micro plugs at the JST3 1.25 mini. Anyways, um, so I, uh, I need to make a converter so I can plug the ESC into the receiver. Get that flying, and, and that'll be a nice little. I mean, that thing flies so slow. I remember that from years ago. That, that I could take that up the ball field and, and just have a full flight on that little plane. Uh, practically, you can fly it out in the front yard here. Uh, so, what's that thing like? Twenty-four inch wingspan around that, something like that. Yeah, it's it's tiny. It's it's a nice little one. Nice. And so, yeah, that's that's on my what's next. Uh, as soon as I get the the, you know, the plug, so I can make my conversion. Um, that should be able to be a quick fix in the air this week. Uh, and of course, more gremlin flying. I love that thing. I've been having a blast with it. That's been my go-to flying, you know, aircraft for, for a few weeks now. Cool. Nice. The end. All right, right. Kevin. Well, dude, I know one thing that I will not be doing in the hobby is accepting a sponsorship from horizon hobby because I give them enough free sponsor, (laughs) free advertisement. (laughs) <laughs> that they will never sponsor me uh, but other than that man i'm just going to be uh hopefully flying on the weekend man flying again i uh, don't think i'm gonna bring that mikey's rc thing again but uh i don't know man i'm just gonna be 3d printing some more and uh i did get parts in for my 500 heli and the oxy four so i'll probably be building both of those and figuring nice. out what i'm gonna do for receivers i think i have the rest of it i think i have everything else so that should be cool man might be flying, doing a maiden on one of those this weekend. Who knows? Nice. Sweet. That's it for me. Uh, I guess uh, if no one got anything else, let's uh, do the wrap up. All right. Let's do the wrap up. Right, wrap, wrap it up. It up.
Okay, so Facebook likes. We are at 763 likes. That's plus three this week. And it gave me two names, but I don't remember this other name, so I'm going to count it as three names. So, you're, Dude, you're going to have problems with all three of these names. Uh, yeah, for sure. So Cambo, Hog. Hope you got the music on because definitely or, need that. Or Hogue. A Hogue. Um, Tiago. Ach. <laughs> ATG. Ach. Oh my god. Yeah. And then I, last one is, I don't know how you pronounce that either though. I don't know how I would ATG, that. I have no idea. But um that's probably not his last name, it's probably just stands for something. But uh, uh and then this one is Colton Banquet RC Bound. Okay. You got that? Yeah. yeah I guess so. Good job, dude. <laughs> Alright. Uh what do we got for Facebook comments? Facebook comments, man. Our buddy, we mentioned him earlier, uh, Dave Hildeflyer. Yes. He was going back and forth with me a little bit uh, on the show <laughs> last week. Uh-huh. Which I thought was I love funny. his comment. I just love the comment he made. It was like, you know, Steve, you're out last week. Then you come back, and then you convince Kevin to sell all his plates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when yeah. Fred's not on the show or something like that. And blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I loved him calling you out saying he would go to uh, to the flight uh, flag event you guys are putting on if you made the vegan at that. Wait, did oh, he say that? No, he said that he would he would come if um if the vegan was flying, I think, right? Or flying there? No, no. He, he wanted the hit. He wanted... Uh, Steve to do the noontime demo with the Vigan at the at your flying event, uh, and he said he would drive down if you did that. Done, uh-huh. done, no problem. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure. Let's have let's. In fact, we can have a Vigan. We can also have maybe I can convince Rob to bring in his jet. I don't know his turbine. Maybe. Or, or you know, Kevin, you got a EDF ninety mil or whatever, a Scorpion, right? A Scorpion. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like there's, there's a couple EDFs. You could do like a, a, you know, a one flight EDF flight, right? Just get like a whole bunch of different EDFs and get them out in the air, or maybe with a real turbine and and have an escort of EDFs flying around it. Who knows? Be cool. Yeah, he uh, he wrote. We have a commitment from Steve. I will complete the glass vegan by the first week in May. <laughs> Disclaimer, this may not be word for word. He said you should have promised to make it on July 7th at your third annual free fall RC heli fest. I'm sure those heli pilots will enjoy a noontime planker demonstrations, especially a maiden. And then he wrote, if Steve promises to maiden it at the heli fest, I'll commit to drive down and watch. Where's oh. Hilda fly from again? Is he, is he Ohio um, or is he? I forget where he's from, actually. Let's let's look, let's let's Facebook stalk him. Let's stalk let's, him. <laughs> uh, pronounce this. Pronounce this name. Go to his page. Pronounce the town he lives in. He lives lives in Worcester, Massachusetts. Oh, he's in Massachusetts. He's not that far at all. Yeah, no that the name is actually pronounced Wooster. Yeah, Wooster. That's Wooster, Massachusetts. Yeah. Well, I don't put Wooster sauce on my freaking steak. I put. Worcestershire, Worcestershire on my steak. So I'm going to pronounce that Worcester. You're going to butcher it however you want. Got I'm going to butcher it. Yeah, exactly. That and the steak. I'm butchering as much as I want. All right. And I also saw um, Jason Bell 
said something in one of the groups we're in, but just uh just real quick, uh he's part of the A Main helicopter flight team and said if you guys could drop a like on our new page, we would really appreciate it. Collectively the team will be attending over ten events across the United States this year and we look forward to sharing our memories with all of you. So if you guys are on Facebook and most of you guys are, go to A Main Helicopter Flight Team and like them. And uh Yep. Thanks, Jace. Jason, uh, he's commented a few times on our page and stuff, and one of our Facebook buddies. Nice, yeah. Real quick to recap from earlier, I found the article, the the announcement from the Washington D.C. area flying club, and I posted to the Facebook page. Nice. And yes, it is just it's at the designated fields. They said the FAA is sending people out to do checks, and that they have shut down just FPV, which means drone races, wing races freestyle everything if you fly fpv at a designated field it will shut the field down oh geez yeah Damn. shut it down oh shut interesting down. yeah i don't know all right so thanks fred thanks hey, for the want- wet blanket buddy hey any, anything i can do to you know Br- bring us down yeah you know bring the podcast to a screeching halt elevating the podcast to new lows every week mm. that i show up okay all right, so website comments. What do we got? We have an email from Javier Moreno, our buddy that mm-hmm. does the full pitch podcast with Jimmy Jones. Uh, he says, hi there, been a while. He said, Steve, I saw you uploaded a flight using free ba- Bandicam. Bandicam, yeah. He's using a software that I've used for Twitch, and I don't do it that mm-hmm. much. Open Broadcaster? Yeah, he uses Open Broadcast software, and he's loving it. No problems in performance and just set up a screen capture real quick. So if any of you guys are looking to do that, post a video of you hitting the sim and hitting it hard. Uh, you can use that OBS software. It's free. Just type in OBS. There's a ton of YouTube videos. There's a ton of videos on how to set it up and it's pretty quick and easy. Yeah. I try to get that set up before when I, when I got AccuRC, I had problems with Bandicam. I couldn't get. The hotkeys to work because I guess it shared some common keys with uh, AccuRC. So I downloaded OBS and I couldn't get that working for the life of me. Like I couldn't get oh, really? it to start recording the other screen that was full screen for the AccuRC. I just I couldn't. I don't know. I just you know I tried a couple of times and I couldn't get it to work. And then I just like I ah, forget. It. I won't record. And then the other night, yesterday or the day before, um, when I was simming. This is on my laptop because my game machine wasn't working. And I just, for the sake of it, I just hit R. And I was uh, like the hotkey for Bandicam. And it just started recording. I was like, oh, screw it. It's recording. And okay. the flight, I don't notice. I only notice like a lag when like like I crash and it's resetting. And while it's resetting, I'm spooling up and flipping the hell and crashing again. Like that that one spot, it, it hiccuped. But other than that, like it was on point for me. Like I didn't feel any slowness in my computer. Granted, my accuracy settings are like ridiculously low. It's like I'm doing like 1080p resolution, but like everything's set to low. And and you know, that's the only way I could get it to fly right on that computer. Yeah, I mean I'll give it a try on the new machine. Uh, I just got accuracy built, uh installed and I just loaded it up on my new PC. And it seems um at 4K I'm loading fine, and I'm loading full ultra HD, ultra high V-Sync or whatever, anti-aliasing. Like, I turned everything up high, and I haven't flown anything, but I just I loaded up the model, 
and the field and it loaded up and looks freaking awesome on my screen. Nice. But um, I'll try OBS on this one. But if I can't get it to work, I'm just going to default to Bandicam. But, you know, yeah, you said that there's a lot of YouTube videos. Maybe I'll, I'll just, you know, do a quick YouTube search and see what what's going on with my setup. Why is it not working and, and figure that out? Because I'd rather get that if, if it is. Because I know running what I'm running on this is going to tax this computer at least a little bit, if not a lot. Yeah, and all all the gamers use that OBS for Twitch right. streaming and all that. Right, exactly. So, so it's not going to be that taxing. Right, if they can play their, you know, whatever, Call of Duty, Counter-Strike, whatever they're playing, and have zero lag and record their session, why not? It'll definitely work for this sim. So, right. awesome. I will definitely take a look. Thank you, Javier. Um, we did also have another comment. Actually, just reading it now, I don't know how long ago we got it. It was back in April 2nd. I don't know. It's it's uh, it's it's this guy. I don't know who Bob is. I don't know if, if which Bob this is. So, Bob, let me know. Who are you, Bob? But he's like, okay, you guys got it. You guys and everyone else are blaming the wrong component. So the subject is we need better lipos. And that came from, I'm guessing, Kyle Stacy's episode. Because he yeah. talks about that. He talks about, like, really the only thing he can see that needs improvement is lipos. But he's, he says, here's why. You buy you, you buy a vehicle, say a truck with a 5 liter engine, it gets 21 miles per gallon. Then you buy another truck with a 6 liter engine and you get 17 miles per gallon. Why the lower mileage? Maybe because one reason engine is the most. No one's to blame for the gas for the lower truck mileage, so why do you and everyone else blame the lipos for shorter flight times? The short electric flight times is due to your flying models using more power than a comparable nitro. And if you flew an electric helicopter like you fly a nitro, you would wouldn't be getting three-minute flights. So get this right. Blame yourself not to lipos. I look forward to better batteries, maybe as we went from NICAD to nickel metal hydride to lithium. But now the pilot is primarily the blame for short flight times. Now, I, you know, a part of me agrees. You know, we are goblin black nitro. I get, I get a six-minute flight, and I still have, you know, maybe about a minute left in the tank. Uh, goblin black thunder. I get five-minute flights or five-and-a-half minutes. Oh, I get about six-minute flight. I'm not one of those people that think that, oh, I fly nitro. I get 10 minutes, 20 minutes. No, I, I, my N7, my Black Thunder nitro, they all, they all get six minutes. That's what I run. That's what I, I get. Maybe I could push seven minutes, but I don't want to run the tank dry and then have the engine cut out and then have to auto it. You know, to me, I'd rather just take six minutes, fly six minutes, land, and then refuel and be safe about it. So to me, nitros or batteries, they give me the same flight time. Where nitros and battery electrics um, differ big time is power. Yeah. If I flew my Black Thunder with the same head speed and weight, you got to remember nitros weigh less as, as, as you're burning that fuel up, right? Then sure, I could get longer flight times. But in battery and electrics, there is no lighter weight. Your battery doesn't lose electrons and get lighter. Maybe it does on a, a micro scale, but... Not really in real life. We can't tell. Like, you know, if I take a charged battery and an uncharged battery, there's not enough grams difference of weight, okay? So there's no weight difference beginning of the flight or the end of the flight. So you're powering through. Your gov's working really hard um, to keep that head speed that you dial in. And on the electrics, because they weigh a little bit more, you run higher head speed to compensate for it, right? Or you run bigger blades. Or so, you know, there's a compromise somewhere. Now, with batteries, if you ever try a higher C batteries, 
they tend to give you a little bit longer flight time, just a little if you fly the same, because they don't sag as much. They don't dip as much. They don't, you know, um, drain as quick. You know, they still drain, but just maybe just a hair less quicker, right? I don't know. Um, you know, I could be talking out of my ass, but, you know, that's the way I see it. He has a point, but he's also comparing electric to nitro at, at one point in his comment, which and it's kind of like a, a like yeah we if you're comparing electric to nitro of course if you change like you said change the head speed down like i can lower the head speed down and get yeah you know eight minute flight time I out of my minutes at 1300 on my black my black my black thunder right right exactly yeah but you don't fly it at that because you can fly it quicker you can fly yeah. it harder that's why the electrics are have been getting I've gone past the nitro to some respect, and that's why you you know you you have pilots doing that, and that's why you have pilots that are saying you know when when lipos get a little bit better, yeah, I'm gonna fly the same, you know it's like it's like at one point, you know that argument is comparing you know a fast car to a slow car. Why do you drive so fast? Because I can, because it's that fast. Yeah, you know my head speed's that fast because I can push it with electric. Right. And it's just, I mean, I don't think, you know, I think definitely the, the pilot is definitely can, can slow, slow the head speed down yeah. and fly like a nitro and get yeah. longer flight times. And I think he's right. You know, collective management has a lot to do with it, but you get guys that are pounding stuff out and doing crazy stuff with high head speeds. I mean, look, look at, look at Tariq doing crazy stuff with high head speeds because he can do it. Because you know? he can do it. Kyle Stacy flies the way he flies because he can. He does that with nitro and electric, you know. So yeah. uh, are we saying that Kyle Stacy's to be blamed that his, you know, electric flights are are gonna be a minute less than his, you know, nitro flights? I mean, there, the, well, the, like there's two factors involved. There's the pilot, and then there's the model itself. I mean, yeah. the model obviously. I, I mean, obviously, we don't drive around in in cars that can only do 55 anymore, you know, because they made better cars. Yeah. And can you drive 55 in your fast car? Yeah. But it's not as much fun as, as beating on it, uh, you know, at a higher you know, RPM. And, you know, I couldn't even argue that, you know, if, if that was the case, I could bring my Black Thunder head speed to the same as my Black Nitro. And I could probably pull in a longer electric flight than my Nitro. Because I don't, like I said, I don't run my Nitro tank dry. I don't like doing that. I don't like to be surprised with an auto. But with my UI sensor or the, or the Tribunus, I can come down and leave 20% left in that battery and still get a six-minute flight. I don't know. At the, at the end of the day, yes, the pilot is a big, obviously, is one of the biggest influences in, in performance and battery or flight time. But at the end of the day, like, also, like, I noticed that I use graphene packs and they last a little bit longer than my non-graphene pack. Why? Because the technology is better. Yeah, you know, if you're comparing battery to battery, yes. Now you compare battery to another fuel system, sure. Why not? Why not throw gassers in the mix? Fly for 17 minutes on a gasser, but no. you, you know, for me, a gasser doesn't produce the same power even as a nitro. Like, why would I want? You know, like I guess if depending on my flying style, if I wanted to not like if I don't want like I want a stick bag once in a while. I want to throw the sticks. I want the hell you do like. Pop, 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 move quick. Well, I want to fly once in a while. I don't want to stand behind a guy flying his damn 
gasser and waiting all that time. Like, I want to get my but flight in. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, I don't know. I just think it's kind of, yes, gas, you know, nitro versus battery, sure. But when you talk about battery versus battery, right, electric versus electric, you know, what is the limiting factor? It's really your capacity in your battery, the size of the battery, the weight of the battery. You know, if you can get a 5,000 that weighs 400 grams less, I'm sure that 5,000 pack would feel like a 6,000 milliamp pack because, you know, a lighter bird, a lighter heli would make you feel. So there is room for battery improvement because a 12S pack freaking weighs a lot, yeah. you know? And and I think they can, you know, a 12S 5,000, right? Let's just make sure we're clear. We're not talking about 3,700s or 3,000s or 4,100s. You know, it's a pretty heavy pack, right? You talk start talking 14S packs. Those are really heavy. The 766 was a 13, 14 pound bird in my configuration. It was heavy as hell, but it didn't fly like that. I still got five minutes flight times, you know, same as what I would for most of my helis. Now, the only helis that I get really short flight times is my oxys because, you know, I those I really run a ridiculous head speed. But not only that, it's just that the model itself can't fit a very high milliamp pack, you know. And if it does fit it, it's just the power to weight ratio is just, it's not favorable. The disc loading isn't good. So, you know, yeah, sure, I could throw an 1800 in my Oxy 4 and get a six minute flight. But would I enjoy that six minute flight? Then taking a 1200 milliamp battery and getting a three and a half minute flight or four minute flight? I mean, I'll run out of moves after two, three minutes anyway. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, at five minutes on the 690, I'm like, all right. Um, yeah. What am yeah. I doing? Not even that. I think um, <laughs> people are getting bored behind me. Is he going to do the same damn thing again? <laughs> well, yes, knowing me, is. yes, I'm going to do the same thing. No, not even that. Like, I don't have like the concentration level to to stay like focused for that long because after like four or five minutes, I start getting sloppy because like you know it takes a lot of concentration. You're out in the sun. And you're concentrating not to crash. I mean, maybe for maybe for some other pilots that are flown so much for so many years, everything is second nature. You know, maybe if they, you know, if they're not progressing and they're just kind of doing the same thing, then you know they're they're okay with it and and they don't get stressed out. I get stressed out when I fly, but I, that's part of the flying that I like. I like getting stressed. I like like you're saying your heart racing, like. You know, that kind of stuff excites me and keeps me on my toes and keeps my head like, you know, concentrating and in the game kind of deal. And, you know, I really if if these helis flew for 10 minutes, I probably wouldn't be able to handle it. But I still think that batteries can improve in not just capacity or voltage, but in overall weight, longevity. You know, why is it that a pack lasts maybe a couple of years? Why not last 10 years? You know, yeah. I'm just saying, why not? Like, well, are you asking me my my scientific knowledge why batteries don't last? I don't have any idea, dude. No, no, I'm just saying though. Like, that's where I think weight and longevity of these lipos and making them safer. You know, maybe add a little chip in it that like does like smart balancing on its own. Like, you know, won't let a cell just go down to being a bad cell. You know, or you know, not even that. Maybe the manufacturing side needs to just improve on their quality control. You know, and that's why certain brands, there's only like four companies that make lipo cells, but there's, you know, 
30, 40, 100 different manufacturers of LiPo batteries, right? Like slap the label on it and, and sell it. You it's know, a conspiracy. What's, what's the difference? The difference is quality control, right? Cell matching and making sure that the, you know. Yeah, I mean, we. I think we talked about this a long time ago where IBM was making chips and they were making the – the 386, the 486, the 286. They were making the what was the 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 little like they had um, hyper threading or they had they had hyper threading Celeron processors all that you know before they, had, they started going to the Intel cores. But they had something like that they would designate their chips. I learned about electronic school, and it wasn't anything that Microsoft did or the manu- Intel did manufacturing. It was the deficiencies that they found after they manufactured them. If one had a certain amount of transistors that were burnt out on them, they would call it this thing, and uh, you know this. They would give it this. Yeah, it would be their bargain. Their more yeah. bargain. Yeah. So that's probably the same thing that happens to batteries. You know, they get the cells, and they you know ones that are balanced better and the ones that probably wind up being better or i mean i'm all just speculating i don't know but that could be why yeah. like, there's so many different you know manufacturers they might get the uh you know the cows that were eating the uh the bad grass like the mcdonald's hamburgers you know not the wagyu beef <laughs> not, the, not the not the uh yeah massaged kobe beef burgers yeah so i mean yes batteries are not the ones to blame, I guess. I just think the batteries have the most room for improvement at this point in the hobby. Yeah, um, that's you know, a valid point. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, but any case, uh, do we have any other website comments? I do not. Let's move on to people of Podbean. People of Podbean. I saw two things that was uh, great to see, and one thing that's starting to creep me out. Um James Erner liked episode 118, Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacy. Doug Bo started following us, and Muse Emil Bazzi started following us again. <laughs> again. Okay. And now, with the Podbean or people Podbean comments, I know you, you, you've, we've had some difficulties um, with this before. You have to download the Podbean app, and then there's like my comment manager or something. So oh I have God. the comments on my screen here on my phone, and I'm not gonna go too far back. Okay. Uh, Musamil Bazi two months ago said good episode for episode 110, listener series seven, and then BVGHJ said glad you made it to the show, Kevin. You guys are killing it, dude. That was for episode 111 with Andrew Snyder. Andrew. Andrew. Andrew Snyder. And then Mike Welch two months ago for episode 111 said, hey, Kevin. Uh, two months ago, Dennis Delisle, eighty-one, D Delisle, eighty-one, said, uh, "Does this mini homeless people LMFAO for episode one eleven? I don't remember that. Many mini. homeless people or mini homeless it people? Said mini, M I N I. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, Musimal Abazi, one month ago, said, "Very nice episode to episode one twelve, listener series volume nine with David Gurman. J A Hogan." One month ago says, I'm a real person, happy face. And that's just a comment to us, not to um, any episode in particular. So I guess we might have said, like, if this is a bot or <laughs> a droid or something, you know, a Star Wars droid, Star Wars droid or something. Yeah. Uh, but he says he's a he's a real person. Uh, OK, so musical. 
Uh, Muse, we'll just shorten his name, make it easier. Muse, one month ago, said, nice episode, guys. Kevin, yes, I think I was following you guys, LOL, and that's for episode 115, XL Nut. J.A. Hogan, one month ago, said, very good interview for episode 116, a lineup with Ron Riccio. Yeah. Muse said, great episode, guys, for episode 116. <laughs> D. Delisle, 81, says, meow, 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 <laughs> for episode 116, a lineup with Ron Riccio. Uh, J.A. Hogan, uh, 16 days ago, said, absolutely love this. And this was for a back episode, number 85, Back to School with Todd Bennett. Okay. Let's see, 13 days ago, Muse said, great episode, guys, to episode 118, Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacy. Andrew Lotch, 0803, great episode, guys, to the Kyle Stacy episode. James Arner said, great content, episode 118, Kyle Stacy. Uh, Doug Bow, five days ago, said, great episode. Alex is a riot, episode 95, Alex of MH. MSH helicopters. And then Doug Bow also um, said outstanding episode for episode 85, back to school with Todd Bennett. Uh, Muse 12 hours ago said great episode, guys. <laughs> hyphen Muse. Yes, Muse, we know you left a comment, Muse, <laughs> for episode 120, spring cleaning and maintenance. So there you have it. The last two months pretty much caught up. And going forward, I will be able to, uh, to, okay. uh, you know, read off those comments. So, yes, keep leaving us Podbean comments so we can read it on the episode and, and you know, enjoy your uh, feedback. Cool. Well, thanks for figuring that out, Steve. Yes. All right. iTunes review. There are no new iTunes reviews. Thank God. Okay. So this episode is <laughs> running a little long. So let's wrap it up. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up. All right. Drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com. Free4rc. Oh, sorry. Facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Check out our webpage, free4rc podcast.show or dot com. Say hi to Chris Reiber. Hey, Chris. We're hey, just gonna, even though Chris doesn't manage the website, let's just say hi to Chris Ryburn anyways. All right. <laughs> yes, if you want us to add anything, we will do it. Uh, we did get a request about adding um, a, a way to download our episodes. Um, right now, the episodes are all embedded. But what I might do is for a limited time, I don't want to kill our web hosting because I, I'm not sure how much bandwidth we get. Um but what I'll do is maybe the latest episode, I will, um, on a weekly basis, make it available for download or maybe for two weeks or something, you know, kind of rotate on a two-week episode. So you can go there and actually physically click on a link to download the episode. Um, if okay. that, that way, for folks that can, you know, on, on like the Android phones in particular, you can download episodes as an MP3 and then just, you know, uh, playback whenever you want offline and stuff. So, or maybe, you know, for folks that want to do it on uh, maybe a tablet or phablet or something, right? So, uh, I'm looking to do something like that. I'm going to test out a page and if I can get that page to work properly on both platforms on iOS and Android, I will, um, and also PC or Mac, uh, I'll I'll do that and make that available. Like I said, it might only be for like a two-week availability per episode. Like, you know, it'll just kind of be on a two-week rotation. You know, it's feedback we got, and I'll try to try to see if we could do this for him. That's cool. I and mean, we could yeah. play around with that. Yep. You know, if people want it longer, we could leave it on there longer, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it really comes down to bandwidth. I just don't want Squarespace. We're like, hey, you're using this amount of bandwidth, so we're going to have to up your hosting feeds, you know? Yeah. Um, 
So, but yeah, if you want us to add anything else or give us more feedback, Javier did give us feedback. He says he does like the the new website. It's it's looking pretty cool and and the layout's good. So nice. Uh, thank you. Thanks, Javier. All right, flight test forums off the field audio video production of the flight test podcast. Free for RC podcasting next to our friends, the FT Communicast. Hey, Pat Mike. Say hi to Dave. Hey, Dave. Hold the flyer. Hello to fly. RCHeliHangouts.com forum on the RC Heli Hangouts main section podcast corner. Free for RC podcast sitting next to the RC Heli Hoogas podcast. Hey, Walt and Ed. I think Fred fell asleep. Yes. And <laughs> the full, he did not. full pitch podcast too. <laughs> hey, Javier and Jimmy. All right. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks to all our listeners. Free our skies. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. Steve. Thanks. Right. Thanks, Fred. You're welcome. Get better, Fred. Yeah. I am. Get better, Fred. I you feel better. You need the, you need the scotch uh, medicine. That I feel help. great. I, the, the cough, you know, I'm not sure what that is. But I'll wipe it. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so... Let's go back to the the wrap up here. Okay, so. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. I just don't want to use a use that because Kevin's gonna get both like. Yeah. So uh, shut up, Fred. (laughs) Stepping on top of each other. All right, fine. I'll put the mute button on. Damn it. (laughs) I even edited some of that out. (laughs) (laughs) Fred. How many weeks are you going to have this cold for? Oh, I don't know. I, you know, I like to stretch it out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's This is me feeling bad for all you northern people. Okay. No, that's cool. Um, shit. The twin. What's his name? Um, Fuck, I can't hmm. remember his name. Is it beginning with an Was it's it? Michael and Michael. Mike's brother's, it was, um, brother's name. And then his name um, is. It wasn't Zach. It was, um. Cody? Yeah. Mm. No. Zach and Cody, the twins from Sweet Life? What the frig is that? What's that? Uh, um, or, uh, I don't know. I think that was on your end, Fred. I, it's possible. I'm guessing that all this was edited out anyways because of all the arms Maybe not. and stuff that Steve was doing. Sorry, guys, for all the listeners, I accidentally let the music. Yeah, ding. we're gonna um, edit it out because nobody can remember that damn guy's name. <laughs> um, dude, I thought it was Zach. No, what the frig is it? It's like that. Ack. Ah. I. I. This is this bad. I'm so I'm bad. Text Dave. I'm gonna just find him. He's part of my. Oh, see now, Skype fires up and it's peaking like crazy. Be able to hear me breathing through my nose, like last weekend. What a what a freaking horror show that was. Trying to stay as far away from the microphone as I could, and it wasn't far enough away. Let's see. What are we doing here? What the frig are we doing? What what are we doing here? What what are we doing? No, seriously, what are we doing? What is it that we're 
we're doing on planet Earth. Doing time on planet Earth. That's what that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Do we even know what the point is? Like why we're here? You know, a lot of people will say, and I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna flat out talk about it. God, politics. I often think of, you know, if when you die, there's nothing afterwards. I mean, you came from, you really didn't come from nothing. You came from life previously. But when you die, if it's just a black end, like a light switch going off, then what the hell was the whole point? What was the, what was the whole point to it? What's the point to it all? We know that our end is coming. Like we know our mortality. So what is the what is the whole universal point? Another thing I often think about, and um, I don't know if I'm going to share this or not, but I might because some people might think it's interesting. Some people might think I'm a freaking idiot. And pro- most people probably think I'm a freaking idiot to begin with, so it doesn't matter. And I'm probably never going to air this because, man, will I hear a bunch of crap. I can already see the typewriters. The typewriters. Yeah, welcome to 1950s, Kev, the typewriter. Did you replace your black ribbon? Oh, what's that other one? Oh, that's called the whiteout. We can actually go back and correct the mistake. What? I don't no longer have to put another page in? Yeah, welcome to 1950 with the typewriter. All right, where's Steve? Because me ranting on and ranting on is just taking up valuable ones and zeros that are never going to you know, be played live out on the air anywhere i don't want the entire world knowing i was a flipping knucklehead steve where are you he tells me to get in front of the microphone he's online blah 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 and where the hell is he he's not he's not online what do i have to i do not see skype going here we go i'm gonna call him call skype i should call him on his mobile hey where are you it's ringing can you hear it hello Hello. What's up, man? What's up? Are you um online? Yeah. Okay. I picked up, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't see your Skype thing, so I didn't bother calling you. So I was having an interesting conversation with myself. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be one of those nights. Yeah? How did uh, that conversation go? Well, I touched on um, God and then the universe... And then typewriters. Cool. So uh, yeah, the the white van with the couple guys in the white suit. Don't don't mind them. They're just here to help you uh, do your next. Uh, well, I was having bit of time, a difficult time. I was having time travel problems from 1950. I was talking about the three things we don't longer talk about: God, religion, and and typewriters. Yes, you can't forget about typewriters Oof, and that's, records. That's very taboo, right there. I mentioned records. records too. Yeah,
All right, you guys ready to start? Yeah. Are we recording? Yes. Are we recording? Oh, no. <laughs> so I guess we're not ready to start. We're not recording. <laughs> oh, I'm not, recording we're regularly. We're not, we're not going to record this one. We're just going to do it. <laughs> we're just going to record. We're not going to record. We're just, yeah, like you said, for, we'll just do it. And then we did it. You know. And then they can just, you know. Well, that's imagine. like my what? That's like when my wife wants to order food out. I go, yeah, that's all right, but you're cooking anyways because I don't want you to get rusty. That's what I tell her. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn, cold-blooded. Man, that's a great one. I wish I could use that. Then I duck and we enjoy the evening. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> he says, I'll give you rusty. Throw a cast iron skillet at you. Yeah. Oh. 